Well, folks, with the Wayfield Report in its fifth season and me starting my 14th year of podcasting in 2021, I figured now would be as good time as any to start a Patreon page for the podcast. And I know everyone these days has a Patreon page who is a podcaster, but let me tell you what you're going to get if you decide to join the Whitfield Report Patreon. At the one level, at the one dollar level, you'll simply be uh, contributing. That'll simply be a way of saying thank you, uh, and I appreciate it, but that's that. However, at the three dollar level on up, you're going to be getting access to an exclusive uh, podcast that I'm hoping to do weekly called the Savage Express Podcast. And on that podcast, exclusive to Patreon subscribers and supporters, I'll be covering music and movies and pop culture and personal anecdotes in ways that uh, I can't cover on uh, YouTube or traditional podcast platforms. I'm hoping to do this every week. I might not, but it'll certainly be a longer-form podcast uh, for those types of topics, if you're interested in that sort of thing. And uh, I also might be re-releasing some uh, episodes of the Whitfield Analysis, my old podcast, re-releasing the back catalog, as it were, uh, digging out some of the old video clips that I've had an archive for years and posting all of that exclusively to the Patreon site for you guys. It's going to be a good time and uh, there are a couple of different tiers you can join in at. Uh, I understand if you can't join the Patreon, but if you're, if you're able to uh, financially support the show and you want to help out, joining the Patreon would be the best way to do that. So I encourage you to go to patreon.com forward slash Whitfield Report and sign up on one of the tiers today. And uh, again, folks, I want to thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for listening to the podcast. And hopefully uh, I can look forward to your financial contribution, which I deeply appreciate as well. God bless, folks, and uh, God freedom amongst see in that order. Hey there, folks. Welcome to the Thursday edition of the Whitfield Report. And this is, in fact, the final episode of the show for 2020. I am your host, Sam Whitfield, here uh, in Southern Florida. And I want to thank you so much for joining me uh, for today's podcast. Um, So uh, earlier today, I was invited to uh, join my friend, Jeff Hamill on a live stream over on his Twitch channel, which uh, I'm not really familiar with Twitch, to be honest. I know it's a gaming 
channel and that some people do podcasts on there. Um, I've always done like YouTube and DLive, but Jeff, I guess, hosts a um, <laughs> kind of like a podcast live stream on Twitch where he does some gaming stuff as well. Um, anyway, um, for those of you who aren't familiar with Jeff, uh, Jeff Hamill was originally uh, one of my very first co-hosts of my old podcast, The Whitfield Analysis, um, which I had all throughout high school. Uh, but then Jeff started co-hosting the year I moved to Florida. Um, he's from Pennsylvania. He goes to Penn State. Uh, and when I met him, he was just starting a school at like one of the community colleges uh, and was planning to go to, to Penn State to transfer there eventually, and he did, and he co-hosted the, uh, the Whitfield report, I mean, the Whitfield analysis from the end of 2014 to the vast majority of 2015. I think he might have even co-hosted in early 2016, um, but then he had to leave and, you know, pursue school more, and at that point, that was when I kind of decided to change the name from the Whitfield analysis to the Whitfield report after you left and kind of reformat the show into what it is today. So that's just some quick background, but Jeff and I have stayed in contact. We don't talk as much as uh, we once did or as much as I'm sure either of us would like to, but when I do talk to him, I really enjoy our conversations. Um, Jeff is an interesting guy. He uh, has some conservative opinions and then he has some very liberal opinions, which, uh, you know, I know turn some members of this audience off sometimes. But, uh, you know, if you're a loyal listener of the program, I really encourage you to listen to our whole conversation. I was able to spend two hours and 45 minutes with him today, almost three hours chatting with him to end my, uh, you know, year in 2020. And uh, I know it's been a shit show of a year, but I really do appreciate, you know, talking to him, and so hopefully, uh, you know, you guys enjoy this podcast, listening to our conversation, uh, as much as I, you know, enjoyed talking to him. It was a great way for me to end my 2020, and uh, I really can't thank Jeff enough for having me on his stream, and so uh, what you're going to hear is the audio from that stream, uh, which I'm using for today's podcast. So anyway, folks, uh, I hope you enjoy, and uh, I'll be back uh, at the end of the podcast to leave a few final remarks. Enjoy. This is for my podcast as well. Um, anyway... I don't know who's watching, but greetings to you all. So, as of right now, it is Chloe. Chloe is a uh, person who has started watching Social 19 recently. Who, uh, like, I think in the summer she found us. Um, I think she's from the Illinois area and she is 100% blind. Um, and so, we're going to be talking to her. I was just telling her we're going to be talking about her experience. And I think it'd be really cool for us to get a person who's completely deaf and just to talk about what it's like you know have somebody 
sign to them what we're saying and and you know talk about what it's like to living in a world where you can't hear anything yeah it's a sociology well, I mean, class for god's sake <laughs> yeah well and i mean i'm in a wheelchair i've been in a wheelchair pretty much all my life so yeah um you know there there's that too but how are you my friend i'm doing well uh sir how are you doing i'm i'm good i'm I was just also saying that in Pennsylvania, the governor just said that we were not increasing the or extending the restrictions for like coronavirus, like with the bars and restaurants and all of that. So hopefully that's some good signs for uh, the start of the new year. Yeah. So how so how has your 2020 been? Because Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. 2020 has been rough. I started my master's at the end of 2019 and I felt really good about it. And then 2020 hit and I was taking a class and it was, it was, it was, you know, beginning of the year was good. I I knew about COVID like the end of 2019 from like Philip DeFranco. I was watching his show while I was doing the dishes. Yeah. Um, And he was explaining like, Hey, there's a virus coming from China and, and it might be a thing that we need to worry about. And then we started quarantining and I was like, this is awesome. Like, no one has to go into the office. I get to work from home. Um, like we had to do eight hours of work, but like it was more, if you had to do your own work, you could also like take breaks. It was fun. And I could go outside and I was starting to go on X, like I was exercising and I was starting to lose weight. And then six months of the same shit kept happening of me staying yeah. home every goddamn day. Literally the only days that I go into the office are tuesdays and thursdays for the live stream and i i started going in monday through friday but i wasn't seeing anybody and it felt like i could get more work if i was home done so it's just if if it was the two weeks that we expected 2020 would would have been an amazing year but god it's been it's been horrible yeah well so for me in in 2019, I uh, I started like my uh, I guess uh, graduate degree or uh, you know uh, math not my master's but basically um, you know I, I I was at a I was at a community college for like two and a half years and then um, you know I, I transferred over so I started my I actually started my degree in 2019 and uh, then I started in 2020, I started an internship with the school, which I was thinking was going to lead to like a, a, um, like possibly a part-time on-campus job that could eventually turn into full-time after I graduate. I was, um, I go to the University of South Florida and what I was doing was I was doing marketing and communications for the marketing and communications department for my school. So I had, a, I had a cubicle up in the, uh, up in their office and it was really cool to be working w- with them. And it was only like four or five people in the office. But like I would, you know, help coordinate events and, you know, talk to professors, talk to club leaders, all that stuff from like January to March. And then literally 
the week we the week before we were supposed to go on spring break was when they announced that the school was closing right mm-hmm. so it kind of sucked because at first like you know my spring break got that that was like when the lockdown started so like everything that we had planned to do got canceled because you said of that. Lock, lockdown started the week before spring break for you I mean, pretty much like at the, pretty much like at the end, like pretty much at the end of like the week before slash, you know, beginning of my spring break. So mm-hmm. the entire, so like I miss, I kind of missed my spring break, you know, being locked down, so to speak. Um, and at first I was like, you know, this isn't bad. It'll be just like two weeks, you know, like, like even for the first month or so. I was like, well, this isn't bad. I can get my work done, you know, early online and just, you know, do Netflix, you know, the rest of the day or whatever. <laughs> right. Um, but then the, uh, but, you know, then it also, it also kind of sucked because what I was doing in the internship was event coordination. So, mm-hmm. and yep. then, you know, so, I wasn't getting paid. So, I mean, technically, technically I wasn't laid off, but I kind of was just because, um, you know, with, with it, with me being like an event coordinator and whatnot, or, you know, having like a role in that, obviously there was nothing for me to do because there were no on-campus events right. anymore. Um, so, you know, that, that kind of, I kind of suck, but then, you know, like as more and more, just as it continued to drag on, it kind of sucked more and more. And like, I'm an, I'm an introvert guy. I enjoy being, I enjoy home, but there's, but as I've always said, there's something about like choosing to be home versus like being forced to be home. And there's, and there's moments that you want to be home and like you like to because it's the same for me like I, on weekends i love to be home but if you ask me to go to applebee's or to go out to dinner somewhere of and i have the choice to be able to say yes or no that's like that's what was taken for me like oh yeah as a as an extrovert introvert mix like what was taken for me was was the ability like you said to choose i i want to go out tonight or i don't want to go out like right or or even you know like hey want to come over and have you know beers at my place and watch you know the game or whatever you know it was just stuff like that so yeah oh god you remember when sports were a thing god i hope so the the time that i'm i'm supposed to graduate like in a year from now and so i hope to god that everybody gets i hope every like everybody's vaccinated because i want penn state football to be back for one more season i want to get the tickets on sale I want students like I want to go to one game in the student section for my last semester of being a student ever at the university. And I mean, unless if they offer to pay me for my PhD, but I don't see that coming. And I also don't want to do the research, to be honest. But hey, who knows? Um, but I, I, I want to be able to I want to be able to actually physically go to my graduation yeah that, that that's like the that's like the other thing is i had i had friends who graduated this this like uh you know this this like past spring or whatever 
and uh you know the, the commencement ceremony was like virtual so basically that meant that they that like i guess the whole entire thing was just like a giant zoom call <laughs> and like you know like <laughs> come on who the who like can, can we curse can we curse on this thing uh, sure or, okay. okay yeah like who the fuck wants to do wants to like you know have your commencement ceremony like be on fucking zoom like (laughs) like you've worked your ass you know what have been the worst thing is the fact that since it was like the early time of people starting to really adopt zoom it would have been so funny if they just had a regular zoom meeting and invited everybody and then of course they're like please do not unmute your microphones (laughs) whatever somebody's name is called out and of course everybody in that family like unmutes their mics and like screams God, that yeah. would be horrible. A Zoom bomb for graduation. Yeah. And, and like, you know, I'm kind of at the point where, like, you know, if they're going to do another virtual graduation, for, you know, like a year from now, I have, like, I kind of have a, like, here's, here's the other thing, too. Like, we're, we're talking on New Year's Eve, and, like, everyone is – everyone is like, woo, you know, 2021, it's going to be a new year. But like, this is the first year where like, I'm not entirely off. Like, I'm a pretty positive guy, as I think, you know, you know, from knowing me, but like, even so I'm like, I don't know, I'm, it's not that I'm pessimistic, but I'm not like optimistic either. Because you know, I, with where we're at, like, I don't think that, you know, like, I don't think January 1st is going to hit and, and the slate is going to refresh or whatever. We're going to have to deal with this shit for a while longer. Oh, yeah. So. We're definitely going to have to work. Like, I'm hoping by... I, th- I think most vaccines will be available to most people by, like, I'm hoping, um, like, late summer. And so I'm hoping by like mid to late fall, like we're for the most part, we're done with the vaccines and everybody's kind of good and back to normal-ish life. But what, what is normal life going to be? That, that's, that's the question. Now, also, you know, in regards to the vaccine, like I'm not necessarily sure that that's going to be foolproof either because like I was reading last night, uh, I got like a notification that I guess like, you know, this like COVID is starting to fucking mutate and they're like finding, they're finding like new strains, which I think, you know, I'm not that surprised because that's what viruses do. They mutate. But even so it's like, it's like, oh fuck! Right as we, right as we get the vaccine out, this, this thing starts to mutate. So yeah, I think the so there's a couple of different variations that have been popping up. The main one that I've heard of is the one in London. It's like supposed to be seventy percent um, more transmittable. However, it's not more dangerous and not more deadly. It just seems to be a little bit more transmittable. Probably it stays on materials longer. Maybe. Th- uh, maybe hand sanitizer isn't as effective against it. Who knows, um, you know, what, what the deal is. But uh, I'm just hoping that the vaccine, because right now um, my, my boyfriend has, he just got the first dose this week 
and he has the he's in the Moderna um, vaccine, I guess not trial, but like you know first major set of batches out to um, healthcare workers in this country, and he, I think it's oh. in like oh because he oh because he is a healthcare worker himself, right? So he's he works in administration, but because he has to go on the floor and everything else, so pretty much everybody who works in their building who has to go into work has been offered. Um, oh right, right. Yeah, and so he, so I think he said after the first shot in a week, it's going to be like fifty percent effective, and then a month after, I think you have to wait at least twenty-eight days. So I think on like the thirtieth day after or something, he is going to get a second shot and then it's 80% effective. The question then is also how long is it going to be effective for? Um, because like what you said, there, there's mutations that are already happening. So how long until that mutation no longer, or this, this vaccine is no longer good. And that's why I think that's, it's most important to get like, it's going to continue to suck, but the only way that we're going to defeat this virus with or without a vaccine is really going to be, is not through herd immunity like the United Kingdom has tried, but I'm thinking more so as um, mass. What if we in in March or April or even May did like a mass hibernation of this country for like a month? Um, we this would all be past us. Like if people just went to the grocery store, work from home if you could. If you can't work from home, then I mean we were giving people what. A thousand a month, or was how, how much was it for the first for people who had unemployment? Um, because it was I a mean, grant, I, there was a grant, a one thousand dollar check that went out to everybody in like what March, April, yeah. And then, well, I, I didn't get mine until May, you didn't get basically. yours, basically. Um, but yeah, and I mean, but then, and I mean, not not every state. Not, I mean, there were lots of very, there were lots of variables. I think that like, because I know in California they were basically like paying people to stay home. Like, Californians were getting stimulus checks out the wazoo from both the state and the, uh, you know, and then the Fed. But then like, you know, Florida, I think it was. I mean, it really depended on, on it. Really depended on the industry. Mm-hmm. Um, I think, I think that I think like you know, restaurant workers were getting like two thousand here. Um, you know, which isn't, isn't bad, but you know, still, like, you know. Oh yeah, it, it's it's just this thing has been all over the map um, too. How, how has it been in Florida? Like is, well, I mean, here's the thing. Everyone, everyone is kind of freaking out, out about Florida because right. We, because we locked down, but we, I mean, we didn't lock, we didn't lock down as much. And so people were like, Oh my God, DeSantis is an, it is an idiot. He's, you know, the fact that Florida is not really the fact that they're opening businesses, that's like, that's a disaster. And it's like, no, people, people were reopening businesses, I think like in March and April, but like everyone has been, you know, for the most part wearing a mask and they've been doing it, you know, 
for the most part, things here in Florida are pretty good. Now, I will say that, like, I know down in Miami, you know, I know that, like, down in Miami-Dade, like, and this is the thing that everyone's freaking out about, because I guess, like, Miami-Dade is really, like, that's where all the COVID cases, I guess, are spiking here in Florida. And then because it happens in Miami-Dade, like, the national press or whatever, just always takes whatever's happening in Miami to mean like Florida in its entirety, basically. Right. Which, you know, which drives, which kind of drives me crazy, which kind of drives me crazy because it's like, it's like, you know, yeah, there are lots of, there are lots of irresponsible, you know, people, you know, in Miami, but then like the rest of the, you know, state has been like pretty, on board with like wearing masks for the most part so yeah i do know like uh the the funny thing was all of the sporting events that's what everybody that whenever at least in pennsylvania we were talking about florida be like yeah if you want to go to a sporting event gotta go down to florida because florida is like the only state that didn't do it i don't know i think um there is no correct way of doing this obviously because states have had mixed results because you know if citizens listening or not listening i mean in pennsylvania they've been pretty strict but if you go to places that are you know in in what we call pennsylvania anywhere that's like in the middle of the state where nobody actually lives um but it's like and and since nobody lives out there nobody thinks that they need to wear masks because it's the same people that they're seeing every week at the grocery store. And, and there is some truth to that because obviously if you're seeing only the same people and you are quarantining, but these people aren't quarantining or, you know, they're not doing their best effort to actually do that. Um, But they think it's, it's no big deal. So at the beginning of this um, pandemic, Michael and I went on a, a, a car ride out and we got lost in the mountains up here and I asked him, I said, you know how many COVID cases are out here? Zero. And it was because, you know, it was wherever there were large populations of people, that was where COVID is. And luckily I live in a small town and we actually had quarantine start um, right after, or like it was during spring break or something. So like no one was here after spring break. And so this town is, is very small. And so I was lucky that for the most part, there was no real risk of me. And thus far, hasn't been a real risk. But people have just been complaining about Tom Wolf and how horrible he's responded to this. And and overall, I think he did fine. I think that the businesses needed, that needed to have been shut down were. Uh, I think that there obviously were areas in which maybe if Trump's administration didn't completely get rid of the Obama's attempt to um, work on preventing another Ebola outbreak style thing, uh, maybe we could have had more clues of determining what businesses were closed because my uncle is self-employed. He works with, uh, he works with like um, custom cabinetry. He makes like for multiple million dollar houses, he makes like their mud rooms and their coat hangers and all that stuff. Uh-huh. And he wasn't allowed to work for like the longest time, but like he literally works in a shop by himself or with his daughter but he was not allowed to go to work and if he would have gone into work he would have he would have been breaking state law and would have lost his contracting license so like obviously there were a lot of mistakes early on in this pandemic that god for like we should have really looked into but 
overall, Pennsylvania is one of the worst states. And I think that's because we've had a pretty, a pretty strict lockdown policy, um, but it's been changing. So like it, it comes and goes. Um, we, the current issue that we have right now is nobody can eat in restaurants and stuff. Again, Wolf just said that he's not renewing that or it's not getting updated or whatever. Um, so that's, again, a, a glimmer of hope. Um, but that was what happened in March. That's like how this stuff started. March and April, May, like these were the restrictions we had. And then everybody thought it was over. And surprise, it's not over. And, right. and so now we're back to the same restrictions we had before. And if everybody just took a goddamn minute and just stayed home when they don't have to go to church because the blood of Jesus isn't going to save you. I'm sorry, but it's not. Well, I mean, I, I get where you're coming from, but then I, 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 I think a lot of people did lock down, though, and nothing, nothing really changed in, in that sense. Like, I, I get where you're coming from, but I feel like, like, you might be right that we are that we if we had all locked down things might have but then again it, it might not have so i mean this uh, just but i also don't see like i don't especially early on especially in the southern states in the midwest there were people were not shutting down and there was a lot of resistance to shutting down again not necessarily where i was living because i was living thankfully in an area in which when people were saying hey we should start wearing masks no one really complained literally no one complained and i think for the very beginning people didn't complain and it was actually a very conservative thing to do like the conservative side was like yeah we must wear masks but like somewhere along the lines it flipped and now it's just like is this taking away my freedom which i just don't understand i i real quick i really appreciate how uh on your live stream you put me as dr sam whitfield i I really (laughs) i really appreciate that so i was gonna um, put the great one and then i was like but that's that's too mark lavinny like yeah no that 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 uh i mean and I mean that that's that's the other thing is I, I hate how I hate how politicized on both uh you know ends of the spectrum this thing has become it, it's it really is kind of uh annoying how have the how what, what's been the most egregious political thing that the Democrats have done during COVID um well, I mean, honestly, I think both I think both sides have been pretty egregious. I, I think he, so it's not really the Democrats as a as a party, but this kind of you mentioned in one of our private chats that you wanted to talk to me about, about you know masks. And here's and here's the thing. I don't I don't necessarily have an issue with masks per se. I don't necessarily know that they're as effective in, you know, if they're as effective in, you know, preventing COVID (laughs) as people think they are, because like, I I know people who, you know, who wear masks and, you know, who who have 
you know, washed their hands and done all of the, done all of the stuff and they've still gotten COVID, right? Like mm-hmm. one of my neighbors actually got COVID and he's fine now. He, he got like a, he got like a lot of strain, but he still got it from his um, elder, elderly parents who were living with him up until recently. But, but, um, but the, the thing that bugs me is kind of the two extremes of uh if you wear a mask you're a fucking you know pleb idiot who you know just listens to whatever the government tells you you're you're sheeple right like that's kind of the that's kind of like the crazy out there right wing mm-hmm. um alex jonesy style i mean not even now i mean to me, not that's even, an Alex Jonesy situation, but right? Yeah, it's not. But, but it's not really. But he he himself has actually kind of been like surprisingly, I guess, measured on this whole thing. But you know, then on the flip side, like, and I I've told this story on my podcast before, but like, okay, so so I didn't order a mask right away. Like, I didn't order a mask in March A because you couldn't. First off, you couldn't get masks on Amazon because they were mm-hmm. sold out for like, you know, they were sold out for like, uh, you know, like a, about two months solid. At least, at, at least, least yeah. here they were. Um, so I remember like one day, I think it was in May or maybe early June, I can't remember, but there's a McDonald's near my house. And so... I got in my, uh, you know, how wheelchair and went down there because I was hungry. I needed to grab my tea and I didn't have a mask. And, you know, so I just, I went in there and I basically told whoever, whoever was working there. I'm like, Hey, you know, I know I don't have a mask. I know you have the sign saying, but you know, mine hasn't arrived yet. And I just, I really need to, I really need to grab something to eat. And uh, so they're like, yeah, yeah, you know, that that's fine. Just come up here, you know, and order. So I, I did. And while I, was, while I was waiting in line, there was this, there was this lady at McDonald's who, um, who she was like in her 40s or maybe early 50s. And she was, she was heavier set and, and she was, she didn't have her mask on, but she had her mask on like in her purse or whatever. And she comes up to me and she has like this beet red face and she literally like comes up and gets in my face and is like, you, and it was like, you fucking millennials, you're not wearing a mask and you just want grandma to fucking die, you know, or something. You have no, you have no respect for the uh, elderly people who are, you know, who are dying from this uh, pandemic. Just, just wear a goddamn, just wear a goddamn mask like everyone else. And it's like, <laughs> I will when it comes here. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's like, for, and it's like, okay, first off, lady, like, you're like you're getting up in my face, like six feet, uh, you know? Right. And it's like, second off, you're not wearing, 
your mask. Thirdly, just because I'm not wearing a mask right now or ever, just because I'm not wearing a mask doesn't mean that I want people to die. And I, I feel like that's kind of where the, where like the, you know, where like the far left has gone a bit nuts. It's like, if you're not, you know, locking down, if you're not, you know, wearing a mask, you're selfish and you just want old people to die. And I think it's like, it's, it's much more nuanced than either of those things. Yeah. I think definitely in that situation that you just explained, like, I would have been like, yo, first off this, like these restrictions just started. I can't find a mask, ma'am. If you find, if you have a mask that you, like, if you know a mask that I could have, please let me know and, and I'll buy it from you. Um, I, and you said that she didn't have the mask on, she had it in her purse and be like, and also like, if you're going to be talking to me, like wear a mask, like if you're going to tell me to wear a mask, then you should be like, what, why, why are you? Yeah. And then, yeah. And that, and that was, that was the other thing. And then I, and then I told, and then I told the store on my show and someone in the live chat brought, said, you should ride with the fact that like lady, we're both at McDonald's and neither (laughs) of us are too concerned about our health. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. Um, But you know, like it's in it, but like I've encountered, like I've encountered stuff like that, you know, like I've heard of encounters like that where people, where people just get like so worked up over whether or not you're wearing a mask, and it's like, there. I think it now, it, to me, it's acceptable to get mad at people who aren't wearing masks, like in in today's world, because there is no excuse. Like, I, I, I'm not the biggest fan of the Under Armour like neck thing i i I don't get it i just wear a regular mask it doesn't interfere with your breathing i could do the test right now i have a uh um a pulse not a pulse but the oxygen and pulse meter thing it'll tell me how much oxygen i'm getting i could put the mask on that i bought from target just buy the ones at target they're like what two bucks and everybody like come on everybody like there's no excuse now and so for instance i was at walmart this week and there was a guy uh who was with a a group of people he was an older an older gentleman probably in his mid 40s um and he was standing over the you know in walmart's grocery section they have like all of like the meat that's kind of big like wholesale or whatever um that sam did nothing wrong (laughs) sam's never done anything wrong hey uh thank you sean for for following on on twitch um but as, as I was saying, uh, he wasn't wearing a mask and he was like just hovering over like the, the coolers. And it was like, dude, what, what are you doing? Like, and, and eventually like, and it wasn't even like he had a mask on, but it was like down around his chin or maybe his nose was poking out. Cause like if somebody's nose was poking out, I'm going to give you the slot, this, like the side eye, I'm going to give you the glare, but like, I'm not going to uh, say anything to anybody because I'm not an asshole. And the thing is, it's just like, if, if you're not wearing a mask at all, what are you doing? The state of Pennsylvania, the positivity rate is 13%. When we were talking about flattening the line, well, what was the percentage that we said that we were trying to flatten it to? It was damn well under 10%. I could tell you that. And we didn't flatline it because it's continuing to go up and then it goes down for a second. And then literally we have two weeks of it being down because everybody's quarantining and wearing masks and washing their hands and doing what they need to. And then 
we're surprised when it goes back up and it's just like, ah, we're getting so close. It's like, uh, whenever you're debating somebody, it's like, you're, you're almost there. You're, you're literally seeing what I'm saying, but you're, you're ignoring, you're ignoring the point. Well, but, but the, okay. So just to play devil, just to play devil's advocate because, and this isn't really even like, this isn't really even against like masks themselves, but you know, like, giving people this uh, giving people the side eye for not like wearing like I, I guess my whole thing is i'm just i think i think a lot of people who uh are like and i'm not saying you're doing this in particular but i i think there are a lot of mask karens out there that like they they think that because they're wearing a mask it makes them like a better it makes them like a more virtuous or better person, uh, you know, just because they are wearing one. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's not the case. And, you know, on the flip side, you know, if you're anti-mask, I don't think, you know, not wearing one is making you like any more of like a freedom warrior and whatnot. What, what I'm, what I'm trying to say is I think the standards, I, I think, I think the whole mask thing, wherever you are on it, like the, like, it's become like this whole morality test. And it's like, it shouldn't be that. It's a, it's a fucking mask. Either, you know, wear it what you should or, you know, or don't, but it's not, you know, it shouldn't, it shouldn't be like, it shouldn't come into your equation of, you know, whether or not you're like a, a moral you know, human being or whatever, you know what I'm, you know what I mean? Like there's just, I feel like there's too much emphasis on it a bit. I I definitely don't think that it makes a person a bad person. If they're not wearing a mask, I just think that they're an asshole and a dumbass. And when I say a side eye, it's not like I'm going up to them, rolling my eyes in their face. It's 100% an internalized thing that I do. And I think that's what a lot of people do. But of course, then there's going to be the jerks who are actually going to say something because they need to be the social justice warrior in that moment. And they need to tell somebody off. And, and yeah, and, and like, I understand because it's frustrating. Like I'm going and, and to me, this entire conversation with with people who are anti maskers, it's just like, oh, you don't want it because it's your freedom. OK, so your individual freedom of not wanting to wear a mask for 10 minutes while you're at Walmart. Oh, sorry, 15 minutes because you're there to grocery shop. Fuck it. An hour that you have to wear a mask for a whole hour. That's a little bit inconvenience to you, but you can't do it because it inter- interferes, interferes with your very small-minded idea of what freedom is and then because you do that for an hour you're increasing the risk of other people getting this and so you're interfering in my freedom to be able to 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 go out and do things when i want to do things yeah i mean i i mean i get that i get the argument too and that i mean that i that i have no that i have no problem with but if but you know i mean I, I just think, like I, like I said, I, I think, I think the people who are acting, you know, virtuous for not wearing masks are just as dumb as the people who, who are acting over virtuous, virtuous for wearing masks. Like another, another example, it's like, if I'm outside, like in my immediate neighborhood all by myself, you know, and I don't, and there's not like a loud, a large crowd of my neighbors on whatever 
I'm not gonna I'm not gonna wear a mask, and I'm not I'm not gonna wear a mask inside my car when I'm driving. You know, in my case, riding, you know, with my windows rolled up because that that's stupid too. But yeah, you know, I like, understand the people who want to like whenever people wear their masks in their car. I'm assuming they're either an Uber driver or they just haven't been able to take their mask off. I definitely, and, and also I don't think that there's ever going to be an issue and people who, who whomever, cause I'm sure that you've heard people's arguments that are like, no, you must always be wearing a mask. No, you don't like what you just said, going outside, walking around, going on a stroll, whatever. Like at the beginning of this, like this whole pandemic, I was going outside. And as long as you were conscious of the person beside you and you were like, Oh, there's, there's another human who's within six feet of me maybe i need to either stop and get out of the way or maybe do something else so that maybe we can both walk on this path but take turns so that we're not you know hopefully not spreading this virus any further and for the most part that seemed to work um and so i I, again i've never experienced an issue where somebody's giving me shit for a mask but i've also just always worn a mask you're Here's the one. Here's the one I can't figure out because I saw one of these the, the other day too. So I, I I saw a guy. He was like, we we went to the went to the it, it was it was right before Christmas. So my mom and I were at the mall, which reopened. And and by the way, everyone in everyone in the malls is at least here, you know, good from what I've seen not doing COVID. But uh, as as we, I think, as we were, as we were leaving the mall to go into like a restaurant nearby, I literally saw a dude, uh, like, take off his mask, light up a cigarette, uh, you know, smoke a cigarette, and then put it out, and then put his mask back on. And to me, I'm kind of like, I'm kind of like, okay, you know cool but you you know i'm like you're smoking cigarettes though so how you know like that's not that's certainly not protecting you from covid so it's true <sighs> yeah i just i have a i just have a really big issue with the the anti like maskers and the tim pool fans who to this day are still the ones who for some reason don't think that masks or that don't think that the pandemic is worth like taking any bit seriously. Like where have you been living in the past couple of months? Like, yeah, you're extremely lucky that you haven't gotten COVID, but like my, so my parents went down to Florida to visit my mom's parents. They were moving into a a bigger fifth wheel camper. Uh, That's literally nicer than my house. Um, Right. And I, I wasn't very happy with the fact that they went, but my parents did like quarantine for two weeks and they had, they were quarantining after they were getting back and they, like, they were just doing everything that you, they could. And it made sense for them to go. And they were still like the social justice warriors of us were just like, you shouldn't be going anywhere. And it's like, well, nowhere. I can't live my life at all. Yeah, it's um, it's weird. I mean, Sean brings up a good point too. He says we still have a debate over masks because there's no um, there's no set of um, you know, rules on it. 
What do you mean by no set of rules on wearing masks? Or no, no, there, the fact, I think what Sean was saying, it just, for some reason, it just vanished. Um, oh, hold on, I can look at it. Um, we still have a debate over masks because there there's no agreement on a set of facts. Yeah, I think that yeah. especially yeah, the, what he what he's saying. I, I think that that's especially true at the beginning of, of what happened with coronavirus because everyone's like, well, Fauci wasn't a good you know salesperson for this because at the very beginning, Fauci was saying not to wear masks. And I think at the very beginning, he was saying not to wear masks. And he was also saying, hey, also don't be like getting m95 masks because those are the masks that our healthcare workers need and so please just don't buy those um but there was no from from the trump administration and and from anybody from the who there was no consideration of of having a a full plan because everyone was trying to protect themselves saying that this is a pandemic and it's going to be bad but it wasn't our fault and of course it's nobody's fault ever um and i don't care whose fault it was if it was Mexico, or if it was China, or if it was the United States, or if it was the people who were telling Trump not to to start quarantining or to start uh, restrictions against China. Um, also, he should have started in Europe. He should have done all these things. But him and Fauci from the very beginning, and I don't think it's that the facts aren't correct. I think that there's no there's no set of understood facts about COVID. Because when Fauci says don't wear a mask, what he was actually saying was, hey, don't wear these particular types of masks. And then the president comes out and he's like, yeah, maybe we should put bleach into our, our veins. LOL, JK, uh, roll on the floor laughing meme. And it's just like, this is a question that you have to I, ask. You have, this is a question that you have to ask somebody when you're not in front of the American public, when you're trying to not scare them and you can't say hey maybe we should look into bleach maybe you should say hey we don't really know how this is transmitted we don't know who is most affected we don't know any of this information all we know is that people who stay away from each other and when you must be near each other to please reduce the spread of of germs mostly by wearing masks because if you have a mask on and you're in public and you're talking to somebody your spit isn't going to go everywhere well, see, with the whole—I don't know if if Trump literally meant the. I mean, I know that was a meme, but I don't—I don't think he literally meant voyage. I—I think, I think he was referring to hydroxychloroquine, which you know everyone kind of poo-pooed until they weren't. Um, you know, like. Like I I I I I don't know, man. And like I I agree with you that like, like the whole thing with Fauci, and this isn't me coming from like a conservative standpoint, but it's weird to me how this this Fauci guy has become like. I have no problem with him being like, you know whatever his position is, like he- head of the CDC, what whatever. Like, I have no problem with that. But, like, he's he's kind of become a celebrity because of this. And, like, he's, you know, he's pitching, like, first ball of the, like, you know, MLB baseball games. And, like, he's kind of become a celebrity. He's kind of become a celebrity because of this. And th- that's kind of where I do take a bit of an issue because – I think I'm not saying he's doing this maliciously, but I feel like a lot of 
people in these types of situations they come to prominence and then they they like the popularity they like the attention you know yeah i think that would be an issue if that was interfering with um his policy and the decisions that he was making but as long as he's not i don't care who's a celebrity because this entire baseball season i a huge baseball fan didn't watch a single game because it was 2020 and i didn't care uh, about sports in fact i think i've watched literally two penn state games this entire season not just because we did horrible but just because it's 2020 i just didn't care this year um but with fauci being some celebrity cool don't care like people can idolize him for like and that's 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 fine. It's it's it'll go. But as long as it's not interfering with his policy making, then then that's fine. ET can have him as a, a interview every night of the week. I don't watch that shit. I don't care. Um. Ba, ma, 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 ma. Sorry, yeah. It, it's just. Uh, no, I no, nah, you, you're you're good. I don't I don't think Twitch is Twitch isn't bad <laughs> like YouTube is when it comes to. Actually, they have they have been over the past couple of months. Uh, they are trying to get rid of it, <clears throat> trying to get rid of a lot of the copyright issues by um, instituting a new copyright th- light thing where you can record, or if, as long as it's not in the recording, you're fine. So, like, it's this program that when it's saved onto the VOD on Twitch, the audio doesn't have the music included. It's, I, I don't know how it's going to work. But Twitch is, it's fallen to, uh, it's fallen to copyright law. So what, so what did you think of the clusterfuck of an election that we had? <laughs> oh God. I, I, if you remember, I told you exactly what was going to happen. There was going to be the, the, the red mirage and then the blue wave of, people coming in and it wasn't because only because uh, Trump supporters didn't vote by mail. It was because the president of the United States actively told his act like his, his staunch supporters do not vote by mail or vote by mail and then go vote in person, which then he said to, that to not do because that's obviously a felony. Um, but yeah, clusterfuck of, a, of an election, absolute clusterfuck of an election. And I loved every moment of it. You know me, I was literally, I had nothing on. I had, uh, coming out of my my echo, I had Sirius XM's Patriot, so I was listening to all of the conservative talk radio. I had CNN on my TV. I was getting the liberal visuals, um, but the conservative audio, and I was just following this thing for every moment that I could. And I, I when Arizona was called by by Fox News, I was shocked. I was like, "What the hell are you?" Well, even if you thought that is like. You're Fox News. Aren't you supposed to like be trying to pull for the president? Why did you just literally say that he lost the state that no one else is saying that they lost? CNN didn't call it for like another day or two. Um, in terms of fraud, I think that it had as much fraud as every election has. We've interfered in so many elections. It's not going to be surprising if there was election fraud. However, when every single person who has been tasked with trying to see if there was any voter fraud has come back and said that not only like the head of cybersecurity and like all of that shit, when they come back and they say that this is probably the safest and most secure election in the history of the United States, then it's kind of hard to say no, because conspiracy 
no, because it, it, only Trump could have won if that was the case. Whereas obviously we're living in two completely different worlds. That's the thing that I think makes that this election so different is the fact that people are living in such a different world, especially with the invention and, and the adaptation of TikTok in the United States. TikTok has such an aggressive algorithm to only show you content that they think you're going to like. So conservatives literally never see liberal TikTok and liberals literally never see conservative TikTok. And that's how all of our algorithms and all of our social medias have been. So it was a complete surprise to the to the conservatives that there was a huge wave of people who were voting by mail, but it wasn't to the Democrats. And the Democrats were like, yeah, th this is what's going to happen because literally Trump said how it's going to be fraudulent and all of this stuff. And every single case that I have heard of, except for maybe, I think if, if I had a way, it's been like 10 cases that I've heard of um, fraud in favor of Trump and like two in favor of Biden. It's always, every time that somebody's ever been caught, it's always like, oh yeah, I was voting for Trump. And it, like, <clears throat> what? Like, you're the, you're the party that says there was so much fraud and corruption when literally every time that we look at it and every time that we ask the experts, most of which, by the way, were Trump appointed, they come back and they say that, that, that there was either there was very little or there was no fraud. Um, I, I, yeah, I, uh, let's see. I'm, I'm trying to see, uh, let's see. Well, you're uh, looking, while you're looking that up, I was just going to say that it was also very fascinating listening to the, like how people flipped about how they felt about the different types of like election fraud and and so it's just so interesting whenever one party thinks that it's atta being attacked how they say that these actions are horrible it's like it's like the mafia will be like oh you can't kill so and so because they're part of my family but then you know they'll just fucking kill whoever they want by the way the yeah. reason i brought that up was because i absolutely best streaming service on the planet in my opinion is hbo max absolutely love it and i am on season two of the sopranos and i'm absolutely oh, loving it dude that is that is okay that is one of my all-time favorite shows i know i i, I, I was I, waiting to tell you that so yeah i i love i love that show and uh i i watched that last year because last year was the last year was the 20th uh anniversary mm -hmm. you know it started in 1999 so uh you know 2019 so i watched i watched the entire um you know i watched the entire show and when i and when i when i was a, when i was a kid when we were kids growing up like i remember like you know my parents and all their friends whenever you know when the Sopranos was on you know when it was on tv like you know, like some of my friends would like some of my parents' friends would get like, you know, almost like orgasmic about how good it, about how good it is, and like I didn't get it at the time because I was, I was a kid, and you know, but but now I'm like, okay, I see I see how this laid the groundwork for you know shows like Breaking Bad and you know whatnot. Yeah. So it's um. And then, you know, it's, it's real weird thinking that like, you know, like, 
like James Gandolfini, like he died my senior year of high school. And like, I remember, I remember when that happened, that was a little weird. Um, That's but then also, yeah, that was like in 2013, I think. Um, But then also like show and like remembering that like, oh, wow, there were no smartphones right you know, then like like you know it was it was the 2000s so like we had we had cell phones but you know like they were flip they were like you know the plastic flip phones you know and, and they still like, had they still had access to pay phones they were like call me from a pay phone yeah and like <laughs> and like you know and like internet was you know like dial up you know at that at that point there there was no uh facebook there was no you know facebook or any of that stuff like i think i think maybe in like one of the later seasons like season five or season six i think maybe they like bring you know up myspace once oh my god but like you know tangentially one of the one of the things do you ever go on reddit at all uh i go on pka subreddit but that's usually it okay one one of one of the things if you if you want a good if you want like a really good laugh check out r the check out r the sopranos because basically it's i mean people you know people talk about the show but then also like i it's this but whoever does it, they're brilliant at it because, like, they'll do, like, how they'll be like, how are the characters in The Sopranos would react to COVID, you know, <laughs> 19. So, so, like, they, so, like, they, they do, they do the, um, they actually do the, um, they actually like, take, like, a scenario like COVID and then they'll, like, write out a scene, you know, as if it's in the show. And the way they do it, like you could almost picture it's it's like it's like I swear like a couple of the actual writers from the show are in that subreddit because it, it's it's funny. Nice. Um, um somebody asked in my chat, Chloe, she asked um about people having exceptions for people who have breathing issues. And again, that's that's a thing that I've heard people say, but that's not something I've ever actually heard of an actual experience of and most of the time what wearing a mask does not reduce the amount that you inhale oxygen it just doesn't interfere with that um what it does though is it puts a mental psyche into your brain that you're that you're dying because you have a cloth over your face and obviously if you have something over your face your brain is going to think that it's trying to suffocate you so that is why it feels like that but in reality, if we all wore these these meters that tell you how much oxygen is in your blood, you would see that it would it does not go down. And there's been no indication that people with asthma or people who have diabetes or any type of heart condition, there, there's been almost nothing proved. There's been no real condition that I've ever heard of that people cannot breathe. It's just that they feel like they cannot breathe. And the answer to that from the older generation is get over it. Um, I don't care about your feelings. Um, I just want you to wear a goddamn mask. <laughs> well, 
Um, yeah, I mean, I've the one thing I am curious about though is like is deaf people and like more particularly like I know like a lot of deaf people like they use they they read lips right when that when that in public so with this whole thing with you know with everyone wearing masks now like it has to you know it has to suck for them if they have to go in public because they can't really do that anymore yeah i think there 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 might be limitations with that and i and i'm wondering how that and i would love to talk to somebody about how they're overcoming that situation one of the ideas obviously is if you're out in public with somebody and somebody you're with hopefully is able to sign for you then you could both wear like the face shields um, yeah and and people wouldn't have an issue and if somebody would literally come up to me like if i if if i would go up to somebody who had a face mask or face shield on and not a face mask and i was like excuse me according to the sign outside you must wear a mask that is only approved by the cdc and this is not one of those and they were like i'm i'm like this person is is deaf they can't hear anything i need to sign to them um i would feel like an asshole and and i would be the karen in that situation and i should be the one that has to leave target at that point yeah it's just it's just what a what a weird time we're we're living in so no kidding i was gonna i was gonna have a drink uh at the beginning of the show but i decided against it because i don't know it was early. Although I did have a conversation with a friend of mine who was having a drink at 11.45 in the morning. I was like, oh, you're waking up early today. Eh, why, eh, why not? Um, yeah, I mean, it just... Like, I'm... Like, believe it or not, talking to you, even though it's like... Even though it's the last day of the year fucking literally is one of the highlights of 2020 hell yeah man um you know just like what a what a crazy uh you know shit show yeah um going back to you were saying something we were talking about masks and then we got off that topic and we started saying you asked me a question i answered it and then we got off topic well, you well you had like a whole bunch of questions that you wanted to ask me too, uh, you know. <laughs> oh, we were talking about the election and fraud. How did you feel about it? That's what I want to hear. Um, you know, I I was I was a I was a Trump guy, and I I still I still am. Um, you know, I the thing is, in my mind, um, you know. In my mind, I, I I think that I think that there is a case for um, fraud. I think I mean anymore. I think I think that the country is so polarized, and I mean I guess it always has been that no one is going to be you know completely happy ever with uh, you know the election. Let, let me let me put it this way. Um, I'm not really, I'm not really saying that Trump lost until, you know, until the inauguration day. 
but let me let me put let me put it that way. I think that I think that both sides probably did some really shady shit. The, the thing that the thing that boggles my mind is that we, uh, you know, in both in both the case for 2016 and now for 2020, it's like I couldn't believe that Trump really became president in 2016. Also, like. No one I know, even on even on the Democrat side, liked Biden at all. No, no one that I can think of. The the older generation definitely did because I felt the same way, especially early on. Um, in the the fall semester of twenty nineteen, I was taking again my first class for my master's, and the guy that I was partners with on our final project. Um, was actually going for his PhD and it was one of his last classes and he was talking about his father and you know he's he's in his 40s and so his father was in his 60s 70s and he was like my dad's been a, a staunch Republican for his entire life but he said that if Joe Biden is the candidate he's voting for Biden and it's definitely the older Democrats who are the ones who are like the ones who really support Biden I didn't hate Biden I also don't love him I think that he's Fine. <laughs> I mean, I was a Yang Gang person for a long time, just because I think that the the current means of of anything that we've learned from this pandemic in terms of what our our economy needs and what is considered essential and what we need to redefine as essential, um, I, I think it's proven to us that as technology continues, people don't necessarily need to have jobs, and we don't need to have jobs because jobs isn't the thing that defines us as humans or as successful or not um and so universal basic income is not it, it isn't just an idea it's it's something that's going to happen um i just think it's it would i just wanted yang because i wanted the conversation to get started hopefully i i i was for trump but i'll i'll tell you who i really like who i really liked in on the democrat side was tulsi gabbard um you know i guess kind of the the libertarian streak in me liked her but but i mean they did everything possible just to make sure she wasn't going to be the the candidate uh on the on the dem side so yeah kelsey kelsey tulsi gabbard god i can't believe i just called her kelsey uh gabbard was is very much the uh the libertarian-ish vote, but I, as as a person who identified as libertarian and, and, and who, for the most part, still does I, idealize the idea of individualism, um, I, I liked her ideas. I like that she doesn't love war like everybody else in our government does. But right, but well, uh, there was well, see, and, and that that is one thing where I will give Trump credit though is he he really didn't start any major wars during administration and that no but but the amount of drone strikes increased the amount of militarized positions in the united or outside the united states has either increased or stayed the same since the administration started so like he hasn't done anything that was like super pro-military either which obviously me as a person whose first thing is we need to take away funding from the military because literally there's no reason that we have that much money going to airplanes that we just spy on people for 
for no reason and bomb bomb people after we take pictures of their house for 45 minutes and say, yeah, this is an ISIS uh, bomb facility. And then they bomb my, my friend's house. Um, so I, I'm definitely not one to love the military in that situation. However, um, it, the military is extremely important, but, but that's the first thing that can go. And that's, and that is actually one thing where like a lot of Trump Republicans will, will, will agree with you on is that like the, the foreign uh, you know, interventionalism and all that, all that stuff is, you know, like that, yeah. that, like a lot of that is crazy. So. Yeah, but we also can't get out of a lot of that because we've put ourselves in the positions over so long that these places are literally now dependent on us. And and it's very funny whenever listening to, to conservatives talk about how they want to be out of the Middle East, but yet we need to defend our, our brothers and sisters in Israel. And it's just like, I, uh, really like what is yeah. this really doing for us like well, what has Israel really ever done for us besides give us a foothold in the middle east and and which well, we would have gone through that um more democratically like like trump trump's administration the one thing that i will give the trump administration full credit for that, that a lot of democrats won't is there have been more peace treaties signed with middle eastern countries than in any other administration that i'm aware of um so i will give him credit for that because that's pretty damn impressive um well see that the whole thing with israel i i always i always cringe when some when someone brings up israel because like you have a measured and nuanced take on it which is kind of the same one i do but but then there but then there are there but then there are the far right all right but then there but then there are all the but then there are all the then there are like the uh alt right faggots out there who are like so Israel and the and the fucking Jews and uh you know I will like, say that Twitch is not like the F word. I would say fruit basket oh. instead. <laughs> okay, well well yeah, sorry about that. Uh okay. but but uh you know they they like they kind of spur out on the whole uh you know like everything is is a jewish conspiracy oh yeah and it's like yeah the jq is alive and well in the alt-right and then their thing is like uh and i also really hate the the side where people have been like oh you're either for like if you're how do i say this if you're not for the total isolation of israel as a, their own independent country then you're um anti-semitic and it's just like i i also can't agree with that because then i'm you would also have to make the same argument that if you are a hundred percent against people living in the Gaza Strip, being able to have their own independent lands and not be berated by their neighbors, then if you don't believe that, then you're a, an Islamophobe. And I also don't agree with that. Um, but you'll never, you'll never see me agree with something that that a neo-Nazi or the alt-right believe in. Yeah, I, um, I mean, these last two years have kind of been crazy for me too because i don't know if you if you know who owen benjamin is i recognize the name from your show but i don't know too much about him i just know that you've made clips about him i i mean i know that a bunch of my audience is listening so i won't i won't bore you to death too much but he's like he's a he was a comedian who uh used to appear on joe rogan's podcast and he, he used to be on Crowder's show a lot, which was when he, um, you know, 
like he 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 was a liberal who went conservative um you know and, and was like doing crowder show and like who, dave rubin no <laughs> oh and, oh well him well him too uh he's just that, the punching the, bag right now for some reason I oh, oh i know well well i mean there's a there's a there's a whole bunch of them that uh-huh. and i mean and i mean that's the other thing it's like i'm i'm cons- like i'm still conservative but over the last few years i have become like more critical of kind of these conservative types which is funny because i don't really feel like i've changed i feel like they've all changed and have made like being conservative into much more of a grift than before. But um, in in specific regards to Owen, Owen is someone who was in it, went you know went what who was on the left, then went to the right, then went like then went super hard alt right, and then framed like. So I I was in his like. I don't know. I was in one of his discords for a while. And, um, you know, during that, like, there are actually two whole documentaries on kind of his downfall. I'll have to send you. I and think I'm actually, follow, yeah. And I'm featured in, in one of them. But basically, he he's someone who went, like, who was on the left, then went, um, you know, to the right, then went to, like, the far, far alt-right um and then like he went so far extreme that like even the even like the alt-right like even the right even the richard spencer types were like yeah this guy is crazy uh you know which is saying a lot and now he's like now he's isolated on, on like a on like a farm in like idaho somewhere or something um and like his his fanatics as soon as his fans like as soon as like I left his you know cult his internet cult and you know took some of like his you know audience members with me who also woke up to how crazy he was like they started coming after me and some of my friends so that's why that's why I was covering him for so long but I mean now he's 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 just kind of in his own little corner of the of the internet but yeah it's weird the whole e-drama thing has i did not expect to get swept up in that but you know i kind of i kind of did so the last here you are i i don't know i just with in regards to politics and everything like i'm at the point where I wouldn't really say I'm I'm burnt I'm burnt out, but I'm not as obsessed as I once was. Um, you know, like I I like I still do the show, and I still, you know, like I still pay attention, but I don't eat, sleep, and drink. You know, politics like I used to. I try not and let. It, I try not not to let it affect, you know, like my mood day to day to day or whatever. Um, because I think at this point, especially with, with what's going on now, you can't, otherwise you, you'll go crazy. Right. So. 
Yeah. And uh, there's some messages I got to read. Hold on. Um, Phil said that the military budget is actually really complex. We need to at least half of the budget to legislative function. A lot of it is ridiculous stuff, but still that is also, that is true. There is a lot of the budget that obviously we can't get rid of a lot of the administrative, a lot of things like that. My main concern is whenever um, we're spending hundreds, it seems like hundreds of millions or billions, uh, it seems of extra money that isn't necessary. So like I always think of, and I know I'm going to get hated on, but the AOC clip of her talking to that one military, um, I, I forget what, what they made. They made some type of gadget and it was like, so how much does it make? How much does it cost? And it was like, $32. And then why is it costing the taxpayers thousands of dollars for, for each device? And it was like, well, the United States government could go to any company, but they chose us because of this, this, and this. And then it's like, well, yes, but you also have to acknowledge the fact that there are oligarchies and there, there's, there's specific military companies that are in bed with each other so that they can maximize their profits without really adding any new value or anything. And that's one of the things like capitalism is, is so great until it's not because once it's corrupt, then really the only people that it's harming are, are the people who are hopefully the ones that, that are the workers. Um, I mean, hopefully it, it would be the people who are not the workers, but that's not, that's just not true. Um, so I, I just say half the budget at, at least like, there's so much shit that we don't need. We don't need the new planes. We don't need all this added security. We don't like there's keep the people at administration. We don't need all of these people at the age of 18 being forced or practically forced to feel obligated to be patriotic, to join the military because the military will pay for your schooling and it'll pay for your, this, and it'll give you a full-time job. And Hey, it's a jobs program that we're going to continue to feed on the younger generations for, for, for the perceivable future. Charlie Kirk has entered the chat. Yes, fluff, Fluffy Phil has. Um, Israel's uh, bullshit show agreed. The foreign aid they talk about now doesn't go to that said country. That's also true. And, and like we also we give such a low amount of money in terms of the rest of the world to like in terms of population of how much or percentage in terms of how much money we have. And we don't give a ton of that money away as actual like foreign aid because a lot of those foreign aid especially like in haiti after the earthquake hit like all of the money just went to american companies that went down to haiti to try and fix their country and i was like that's 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 what the people need you can blame hillary rod and clinton for that um it's true you know and i mean and so that that's like that's another that's a whole nother thing was like you know, initially, I, initially um, you know, like, I, like if nothing else, the fact that Trump won in order to get Hillary basically out of politics, to me, is just right in and in a in a in and of itself. Um, I just, I, I, I mean. I disagree with I disagree with Biden. I think you know I disagree with Biden politically, but I don't see Biden as like a bad person like I I do with Hillary Clinton. There's something about Hillary in particular that just really rubs me the wrong way. Is it because she's a woman? 
Mm, I'm joking with you. I'm 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 not I'm not even sure she's a woman. Maybe more like <laughs> maybe, maybe more like a maybe more like a, a demonic hellspawn or something like that. Uh, she she's not it's not even carbon based. <laughs> so um I mean I, I mean I could I could get like real Alex Jones on here and and be like she's a a lizard. <laughs> she's like a She's like a demon Gilgamesh, you know, type, uh, type thing, or, or whatever. So, um, yeah. So, um, yeah, the things that Phil, the Phil, the things in chat that Phil, you've been saying, I, I can't disagree with. Um, I, hundred percent agree. It's a glorified money laundering for the military. Yeah, it's. Yeah, of course it is. It's the same reason. I, yeah. That and then whenever people talk about de, um, defunding the police, it's just like, and I would love to talk to you about defunding the police and whatnot. But oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's let's get let's get because I that. think that the the main thing uh, number one is just the redistribution of funds within the department. So maybe we aren't spending money on military militarizing our our police force, which was a Republican talking point for a many number of years we shouldn't have police officers who have tanks and all of these things that they can just like come and you know do whatever like that was a, a huge conservative talking point for a very long time until it wasn't um well and, and yeah i mean and and i mean i'm not i'm i'm in agreement with you on that but i mean the i guess i can also see the argument for that was i mean again it, it's we're coming up we're coming up on 20 years of 9-11 and the amount of shit that was like like the military the militarization of the police like for example the amount of shit that was justified and has been justified because of 9-11 is pretty astonishing actually um yeah and so kind of kind of going back to covid that's kind of why and that that's also like i I guess that is one that is one of the arguments that is one of the kind of legit fears i guess the anti-maskers have is if they can make us wear masks you know they can make us take a vet like where does it end it's kind of the same slippery slope with not with 9-11 so yeah i mean the the um, military the militarization of our police has really started since the drug war or since the war on drugs starting in like what the 60s or 50s like that's really when our yeah what and yeah and, and 70s ex, and it especially exploded under reagan because of course of just say no um and and the policies that were put in place by the the reagan it, administration that's really when police forces became more militarized in major cities and it was also um it wasn't necessarily because there were more crimes being committed there that but it was just because there's more people there, which I guess you could say that there's always going to be more crime with more people just because more people equals the potential for more crime to be committed. Did you ever watch uh, Narcos when on Netflix? I watched the, the Pablo Escobar one. I did not watch yeah. the, what's is the next one, Mexico. I did not watch that one. Well, so it's it's weird because there there was the Pablo Escobar saga, which was great, by the way, and then Fantastic. 
And then they did season three, which was the uh, the, the Cali brothers, which was which was like that was the rival Colombian gangs. Uh, you know, like that was that was basically Pablo's rival, basically. And so they did that for season three. And then for and then afterwards, seasons four and five, um, they like reset the timeline and went back to like, you know, 1978 or whenever, you know, Pablo's story first started and, and told how the drug war started in Mexico. And um, I bring that up because I bring up Narcos because like prior to watching Narcos, I was, I was a lot more of a neocon when it came to the drug war. Like I, like at that point, I was, I was starting to kind of become skeptical of the drug war. But after watching the first two seasons of, Nar- of Narcos, I really was like that was when I became a full skeptic of the drug war's effectiveness. Oh, I was about to say, I was like, are you going to tell me that you think that the war on drugs is a good idea? Because I might just get off this call. <laughs> like, that's an unacceptable position to stand no, for. No, 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 not, not, not at all. But okay. what but what I'm saying is that was kind of, I mean, as lame as, as, lame as it sounds, the TV show changed my opinion on it. It, it. it kind of, I guess, did in a way. Um, I mean, like I said, I was kind of starting to be to, to become skeptical, um, you know, of, of the drug wars beforehand. But you know, they, they don't they don't teach you know the history about that, you know, in, in U.S. history at all. You know, no, of course not. I mean, it's uh, that actually brought up uh, a thing I wanted to say. Um, I was listening to, oh God. I think it was Glenn Beck the other week, but it wasn't him. It was some guy who was like, Oh, filling in for him, filling in for him. And he was like, yeah, I want to give my kids this country. I don't want to like have to restore it or change it. I just want to paint over it. I'm like, wait, you just want to, you just want to paint over the history of our country. Like he, like that's just willfully being ignorant. Like, like you just want to ignore the actual shit that happened in our act. Like, that's how we just get ignorance and that's how stupid people are allowed to stay in, in the public discourse because they don't know what the hell they're talking about. So when people are like, well, marijuana is a drug that is made in factories um, in labs, which is something that I was actually taught throughout my entire childhood um, because I went to a extreme Christian church that taught that any drug besides alcohol that your dad would drink or the tobacco that your dad would consume um, or the coffee that we would never talk about being a, uh, you know, a drug. Um, those things are, are fine, but we're not going to like, but these other drugs are completely damaging. And then it was just like, oh, so when you go to college and you, and you ask questions and you start to experience things, you realize that these were all lies. What else was a lie? So like anytime that it comes to the drug, drug conversation, you, you're never going to get me to, to understand unless if it's literally like, I think we should have heroin legal. Like I, yeah no but like also even if it was legal i still wouldn't do it so i also understand when people are like we need to be like oregon and get rid of and that was the question i had asked i was going to ask you is how and now after watching that how do you feel about states like oregon when and countries like portugal that have either decriminalized or have reduced the 
the crimes or the the punishment for doing drugs that have been previously been seen as illegal i think decriminalization is a good idea um i don't necessarily think full-on legalization is a good idea just because i think i think there are still way too many what-ifs out there on that and like colorado colorado is a perfect example of that um like even though i don't live there anymore from what my friends have told me like one of the one of the big arguments for like legalizing marijuana is that like somehow less people were going to smother or like do hard drugs because of the legalization and what they've found what they've found in Colorado is that that's not really the case at all. Um, you know, and I mean, I, I don't, let me put it this way. I don't necessarily subscribe to the notion that marijuana is a gateway drug for everyone, but I think it can be for some people. Mm. Um, and, you know, for, for the people that it is a gateway drug for, it doesn't, you know, stop them from doing harder drugs. Um, so, yeah, definitely not. Um, but, outside, I'm specifically like, I, I don't think that marijuana is really like worth worth our talking because it's within the next few years, it's it's going to become legal. If uh, if Georgia flips to blue, it's going to happen within the next year. Um, that it's going to be decriminalized. And and my main question for you is, what's when you said that you were for the the decriminalization but not legalization what do you mean by that like what's the main difference to you well in terms of like, in terms of like harder hard drugs like i mean even with like with because you talked about colorado specifically in colorado the, the only drug that they've made decriminalized or were legalized is is marijuana but like i was thinking more so like the harder drugs after watching narcos you said that you know, the war on drugs didn't do much. And in Oregon, they voted to allow for this, you know, it's decriminalized to have small possession of, you know, hard drugs uh, on your person. And I think the idea behind that is just trying to get people out of prison. Because if we've noticed yeah, anything, we, people don't stop doing drugs because they're illegal. Which, which, yeah, which I, which I, I agree with that. I'm not sure if only legalizing that will, will stop will stop the drug war though that that's what i'm saying so what's again what, what what's the difference between the decriminalization and legalization to you to me like to me decriminalizing just means that you won't get like penalized you know and like and like i'm still i am still like lear learning and kind of educating myself about this stuff so i don't I, you know i'm just you know, kind of one guy with an opinion on this. Mm -hmm. So, but to Same. me, to me, legalization is, to me, like decriminalization is what it sounds like, you know, just like decriminalizing and helping, you know, addicts like get, get help. Yeah. Um, you know, like, like to me, legalization would be like, okay, so in, in uh like in Colorado they have pot shops, right? And so to me, like legalization, like in my mind, which I know this might sound retarded, but like I can't I can't get behind the idea of like 
of like someone going into like a into like a Coke store, you know, that that used to be like a Pure One Imports or something like that. <laughs> like, a men's like, warehouse. <laughs> like, 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 like that's that's what that's what I actually like, you know, kind of picture. But you know, like they'll be setting up like legit storefronts for like you know fucking meth, you know, which you know, if they do like legal legalization, like. I don't know. In my mind, that's what it becomes. And like, eh, I'm not sure I'm in favor of that either. But, you know, like decriminal decriminalization for sure. So, yeah, I feel similar. Like, um, I, I definitely think that it, it should be decriminalized to the point where if somebody is dealing with an addiction and the ways in which we have determined that the best, because I know for like some hard drugs, you can't go. You can't go cold turkey. Even alcohol. If you have an extreme dependence to alcohol, you cannot cut cold turkey, or else you will die. And so, for yeah. people who are extremely addicted to drugs, who will die if they aren't on them, need to have a space for them to actually take it, and then, like, eventually get off. You know, it. Obviously, if you're well, going in and it's like, hey, I'm gonna shoot up heroin again, and it's like, uh, no, like we want you off of this, but we're also not going to like, you know, it's almost like a, a fine line between forcing somebody to get off of drugs and trying to re- rehabilitate, which is the main question. Hey, I have to get water. And while I get water, I'm going to get a drink because it is five o'clock in two hours. Um, and that is enough of an excuse for me to get alcohol. Uh, sure. I mean, I might as well grab a, a beer too. <laughs> well, I'm... here, let me open up iTunes. I'll put some tunes on for my stream. We'll be back momentarily. <coughs> I need to get a water because I've been talking too much comparative to literally, I think this is the most I've talked in, in the past, ever since the last time we've talked, to be honest, probably last year. Um, I've, I've had fun with this though. Dude, I know. And I'm, there's so many things that I need, to, we need to talk about. And if Phil or Sean or any, or is Apex Gamma, is that his name? Yeah. If Apex, if they want to come on, they're more than welcome to. You can just send them that link. Okay. Yeah. I, I wasn't, I wasn't sure if, uh, when, if, and I mean, we're, we're doing this on Zoom too. So for the people in the, in the chat. So, but are you live somewhere? uh no i'm not live right now so well then if anybody wants to join ask sam for the link i would show it to you here but i don't want to get zoom bomb necessarily all right i'll be right back yeah 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 no that's not a good idea all right we'll be back
I am back, Sam, if you are. I don't know what I just did. boy the debate is happening it's not a much of a debate it's just a discussion really between two friends because for phil and and sean it's very funny that you two know sam and are friends with or friends with sam just because he was my friend first <laughs> but he, he really was um i was explaining before the uh before anything happened how i want to see if i can get onto my bedrock or my yeah bedrock damn um sorry i'm just trying to move everything around I was explaining to Chloe at the beginning of the live stream that Sam and I are are old friends. We uh, we used to do live streaming together. I used to be his his show's producer, and uh, if Apex is listening, uh, I believe that you are his new co-host in a lot of his content. And so, welcome to the family, the NGC family. Next gen conservative. Which is never a conservative. Conservative, like, you know, how people imagine conservative being. But that's okay. I'm interested in seeing what Sam is doing. Sam Richards is live streaming on... Social 19, he's talking to some person. There's some artwork behind him now. Look at you, Sam. Richards. I kind of want to play league, but also, number one, I don't want to embarrass myself. And number two, I just don't want to – I just really don't want to embarrass myself. Oh, boy. Hmm. All righty. Welcome. 
Welcome back. I was just chilling. What did you get to drink? What's your beer choice for today? I've got uh, Yingling, mm. which I'm, which I know since you're from Pennsylvania, you should be familiar with it. Of course, of course, I'm familiar with Yingling. So I would, I would be ashamed to my family have, if not. Well, I know, I know, there, there's a guy from uh, Texas that I stream with sometime, and I, I was on a stream with him. Uh, a couple nights ago and he was like so what are you drinking and i'm like yingling and he's like he's like what what is what is that i'm like it, it's it's a lager he's like i have i have no idea what yingling is never heard of it so, oh my god <laughs> so that but, makes me feel so sad no just kidding i hate no so. but i hate beer so uh i am drinking um fire yeah fireball and coke I don't have mm. fireball frequently. And so uh, Michael wanted to have, um, he's a big fan of Kahlua and creams. And so I went out and got him some Kahlua. And while I was out getting him Kahlua, it was the same price for me to get a bigger amount of fireball. And I said, for New Year's, we're going to have fireball. I don't really like fireball, but I will tell you what's what's really good is uh, fireball and eggnog. Mm. Yeah, I don't like, like eggnog, but I think that I I can see that. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not like a well, that's not true. I I like eggnog during the holidays. Of course, that's the of course when else? Yeah. So never mind. I guess I I do like eggnog, but like well, I like it with um I like it when you put something in it because then it's not as like thick, I guess. Mm-hmm. So like eggnog and um Eggnog and uh, fireball, fireball is pretty good. Oh, th- oh, thanks for making me a mod on your uh, of channel. course. By the way, um, I think. Oh, well, let me let me mute, let me mute that. All right, I was he- I was hearing myself in your uh, stream, but anyway, yeah, no, I um. I am a beer aficionado somewhat, um, but yeah, I'm definitely a, uh, more of a liquor fan. I like to mix anything with Coca-Cola. I'm a fan. I, I swear to God, I've had COVID in terms of my, uh, taste with Coca-Cola and Pepsi forever. You could literally give me a Coke and a Pepsi and ask me to drink one or the other and ask which I prefer. And I wouldn't know that I drank two different flavors. So now to save a ton of money, I've just been going to Walmart's Sam's Cola and and it, it tastes fine with Fireball. Can't complain. I um I've kind of cut back on drinking sodas just in general, and it's not even a it's not even like a health thing. It's just I don't like as much anymore. Like every once in a while I do, but just I don't know. So yeah, I was uh, I was drinking a lot of water um, these past few months, but I was having to use the restroom like all the time because of that. So when when we were in the classroom for about about a year, I was drinking um, two Nalgene bottles a day or at least attempting to most of the time I would hit it. But sometimes, you know, best effort, but 
no cheese um and it, it was i loved it i felt healthy i felt happy i had energy but i was also peeing 55 times a day and i was like this can't happen like yeah i would assume i would eventually like regulate myself but not really like maybe i just didn't have it long enough yeah that they say that that's what's supposed to happen but i don't know like after a month but like after a month and a half and a half like i was still going to the restaurant like crazy but um anyway yeah so um before we get back to politics i do also want to tell you that if you would text me i would turn blue for the first I, time I, I, I saw that i i actually saw yesterday when you tweeted uh yeah i was i was gonna give you shit because i'm like <laughs> i'm like what's what's this sent from twitter for iphone <laughs> i think it's literally the first time that you've ever known me that i've had an iphone well, well welcome 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 back or welcome to the family i guess so welcome back i had an iphone iphone 4 and then an iphone 5 5s one of those two and then the note 4 came out and the note 4 was the biggest phone at the time and then i switched um my first phone was a it was an android and i it was the motorola devour it was the first ever phone with moto blur so it would tweet and facebook at the same time oh and, yeah i remember i remember that and it was a piece of garbage it was supposed to be motorola's like flagship phone but it did so poorly that they just like canceled it so like within six months of me having this phone that's on a two-year contract they stopped updating the phone entirely like they switched operating systems to like bubble gum or something and i was on gumdrop uh, and and they just never like they were like this phone doesn't get the newest update um, yeah which is just a pain so yeah i mean that's 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 the problem with android is it's I mean, I, I get, I get what the, okay. I get what I get. I get why people dislike iPhones, but at the same time, it's like, say what you will about iOS, you know, at least it's regulated. At least it's, you know, at least they get like consistent updates. Like Android is all over the place, which if you're a geek and you're into that stuff, that's great. But if you just want like a, you know, a dependable, like working phone, then, you know, that's not so great, I guess. <laughs> yeah. When, when the big things that I, I really liked about my Androids was number one, I always, I loved the note. So I had the note four and I actually kept that longer than my two-year contract. That's the only phone I kept longer than my contract. Um, and then I had the S seven edge for like the longest time and then I guess it was just about two years since the Note 4 was the longest I've ever had. And then the Note 8 or 9 came out and I got that. And that was the last one that had the headphone jack and the newest Note didn't. And then they're discontinuing the Note series. And so I was like, well, the newest iPhone is bigger than my current phone. The newest iPhone has as much storage as my current phone. It doesn't have a headphone jack, but like I've always had Bluetooth. So like, that's not really an issue. And when I was looking at everything, I was just like every 
They're, they're, and widgets. I can't tell you yeah. how much I loved widgets on my phone. I would have my calendar. I'd have my weather up now. Well, w- widgets on iPhone have surpassed widgets on, on Android because of the fact that they have the scrolling widget. So right now on my home screen, I have my weather report at the top, which is AccuWeather. Love having yeah. it there. And then I have my calendar. And then underneath my calendar on the lower third, like left-hand side, I have my battery level as my main, Spotify, Same. and then um, the stock market, the Dow Jones. So and you th- have a... You have a, you have a, I, because I just got, I just got an iPhone 12 pro for my Christmas slash birthday present. A 12 pro or pro max? I have, a, I have a 12 pro. Hey, I have a pro max. <laughs> Literally my dad, my dad drove to Lancaster to their Apple store to pick one up. Cause it was one of the only two left in the entire like area. I lucked out. Really? Yeah. I lucked what, out. what, what, what color, what color did you get? I got the blue one. I got the uh, I got the gold one, and then I have, and then I have the, I have the the brown case. Um, but but mine's just like a mine's just like a twelve standard. So yeah, which... no, it's it's definitely it's super nice. It runs super smoothly. Um, the only thing the only thing I hate is that YouTube isn't picture in picture. Every other app runs picture in picture. Like I watch HBO. And yeah, I can make it the little screen, but YouTube just can't do it. And it's the only thing that I miss from my Android. Well, that's the weird thing because I have, I have an iPad Pro. And if you do like on the iPad, um, if you do, if you go into Safari and you, and you use, um, because basically what they've done on iPad OS now is they've made they've made safari basically like to display the desktop version of everything in that browser mm-hmm. if that makes sense so if you go into youtube uh you know on safari it will do like the desktop version of safari and you can do picture in picture that way on the ipad and like i guess that's the way around it but but like part of the reason too that why they're not doing picture in picture is because of google and I guess YouTube doesn't want to give um, that to the iPhone. No, that's exactly what it is. Yeah, and then like I have, I have um, YouTube Premium. I have I have the student discount on it. Although I'm kind of thinking of canceling it now that now that the election is over because literally the only reason why I got it was so that I wouldn't have to suffer through all, all the political the, ads yeah I'll, <laughs> and smart and like and like i i do i do use youtube enough to where i to where like background play is you know is useful but at the same time i'm like okay this is really stupid that about that like you have to pay 14 bucks for fucking background play yeah like that that's that's kind of bs yeah um I was going to ask you a stupid question and then I realized how large Florida is and that you're nowhere near the Northern coast. I was going to ask if you ever are getting accidentally identified as somebody in Georgia and getting any of their political ads because on PKA FPS Kyle lives in Atlanta and he's talking about their political ads and they are ruthless towards each other. (laughs) Like 
Oddly enough, that's not a stupid question, though, because I, I, for some reason, like, I live in Sarasota, which is not really close to Georgia, you know, geographically, and yet we, we, st we still got their ads on YouTube. It, it was the, <laughs> it was, it was weird. So, like, I, I was, I was getting political ads from fucking Arkansas, too, for some reason, which Interesting. was, which was weird hashtag pardon fps kyle then you got to ask for uh john ossif and what the fuck's his face to get elected so that they pass the cares act so that he gets pardoned because it's a fucking drug conviction that's non-violent so he would get uh included in the expunction part of the cares act um, yeah so yeah pardon fps kyle so speaking of podcasting since we're kind of going down that hole with uh you mentioned Spotify. I'm curious to know. So, what do you think of Rogan going over to to Spotify? Um, it's fine. Uh, I list. I the. I think it's actually terrible for his ratings, but it's good for him because he's pretty much retired at this point. Like, I'm sure his podcast is making enough money on listens. Yeah, even on Spotify from his hardcore fans. But I would just watch his clips on YouTube, and I still kind of do. Like, I think they're still going to upload the clips. But yeah, I think first off, I think that his Texas setup is the ugliest thing in the world. If I had the money that Joe Rogan had, oh god, my, my setup would be more Glenn Beck, less Joe Rogan, because um, I think that red rocket ship, extraterrestrial UFO bullshit stage setup is god awful supposedly that's just like one studio and he's building he's building another better one from what i've heard but yeah i how long has he been talking about going to texas like you should you you had time you were so rich you could have kept your place in california until your he, new place was he, done he has i guess he's yeah. still he's still renting that like california space oh. or like he, he owns that, so he, he's using it for something, I guess. But uh, I mean, he knows. I mean, he's super successful. He knows what he's doing. I'm just a, a bleeb in Pennsylvania. To well, job better. Yeah, I'm. I'm kind <laughs> with. I'm kind of with you. I mean, it, it's good for him. But like, the one thing, and this isn't just for Rogan, but the one thing with Spotify I've had an issue with for podcasts. Um, is that you can't get push notifications yep. for, for podcasts. And that's like, that's the one thing I'm like, I'm like, okay, every, every podcast, like every podcast app does, does that like even serious XM, mm -hmm. I, yep. get, I get pu push notifications for when the shows are going live. I'm like, Spotify is one of the biggest platforms out there, if not the biggest, and yet you guys don't even have push notifications. It's weird. Yeah, no, I definitely don't. I don't like it. Um, it's like it's like the, the 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 only way I now know who Joe has on is because of the the Joe Rogan subreddit. That's the only reason why now yeah the the only good thing that they do with their podcasts is that they'll update it for whoever like the most whatever is on the top of your podcast following page is what's most recently uploaded 
So like if I wanted to, I could just go down a little bit and then I, I follow quite many shows, but I mean, Joe Rogan uploaded yesterday. <coughs> so, excuse me. So he's usually at the top. Um, you are right. They don't have the push notifications, which sucks. That's why for PKA, I have their Patreon. Just I get notifications through Patreon. Um, but it's just. Yeah, but then like, like, you know, during the day, like, you know, if like now, now I'm on break, it's no big deal. But like, if I'm like in the midst of, you know, like my, you know, actual work or school day and I'm doing something like, I don't have time just to generally check Spotify, but like, if I see the notification, like, oh, you know, oh shit, Bill Burr is on, you know, and it came on my notifications, then I'll check that or, you know. That's what YouTube did for me. Yeah. Um, a long time ago, I listened to his episode with Brian Cox and then I listened and then I saw a clip of him in a second episode and I was like, Oh shit. And so like, I listened to that one only because it popped up. Sean said disappointed that Rogan is letting Spotify censor the Milo, Gavin, Sargon and Alex Jones. Uh, absolutely awful. I believe, didn't he have, um, Alex Jones on after his partnership started with Spotify? Yeah, he did, and, and supposedly those things are were due to file corruption. Which, speaking as someone who also has um, like three or four hour podcasts at a time, I can definitely tell you that that, that does happen. But it is we, but at the same time, it is weird that that happened with those specific shows. So. Hey, hey, Spotify! If you're looking for anybody who doesn't fuck up file management, call me. I pay me a shit ton of money and I promise you, you won't have that issue in in the future. Literally it's my, like one of the job questionnaires that we put out to people is how is your sock drawer organized? And, and now the question is how is your desktop organized? Because I have systems in place. I'd make sure that that shit wouldn't happen, but it can happen. And and you're correct with that. Um, You, you need to, you need to come down and help me with my desktop. (laughs) (laughs) um the old episodes are still gone i I wonder why i wonder how they haven't been able to correct it spotify that's unacceptable if that's the reason why um yeah so but and if it is the censorship then then i mean the shit's not gone from the internet it's fine people don't necessarily go to spotify to listen to the Joe Rogan podcast right now. I mean, they might have to in the future. I think this the old episodes will still live online, like on YouTube and shit. And I'm I know that they'll be exclusive to Spotify in the future, but well, I'm, well, yeah, they well they they were as of like December 11th, I think. Oh, it so. was in December that they started going exclusive. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's just. It, it's just i think it would have worked it's just the push notifications and then a few other things with, with spotify's interface for podcasts that's just a little weird i don't know but you know then again my my show is on spotify yeah so yeah and i think that um it's really funny listening to to people especially in the online conservative sphere talk about getting banned from specific places um and then they never talk about liberals who get banned because it's not a necessarily a political thing so um 
uh tim pool was on joe rogan talking to somebody from twitter on one of his episodes i, I saw the clip not too long ago yeah jack yeah jack dorsey yeah, yeah they, they were having a conversation he was like well this person was banned after they said one thing and it was like actually <clears throat> i'd have to look into the case but most likely it's it's a multiple step causation of why this person got banned like if you if you're gonna say on your twitter account that I refuse to call trans people by the identity in which they they want to identify as, you're not going to get banned. But if your last 50 tweets are, I hate trans people, or I hate you at random trans person, then it's kind of a targeted hate message towards an individual for a thing in which they are in the United States, or at least on Twitter, are protected a protected class for. So well, like, that, that's well, probably why they were banned, not because they have a controversial point, more so they're just going after people. So so going back to Owen Benjamin um, and that whole crate. Mm-hmm. So so okay, so he may. So the thing that drove me crazy about, about Owen was he declared he was like when he was trying to LARP on the conservative on the conservative spear for a while he was like claiming to be this banned you know free speech warrior right that like all he wanted to do was stand up for free speech and you know tell the truth and and all that right well so his whole thing was he was a guy who loved to say the n-word on twitter and it was like it was like his favorite thing like just to just to throw out there and uh and even like joe rogan pointed that this out to him like early on like 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 even joe was like dude why why do you have to why do you have to do that like why do you just tweet crazy stuff so um so he kept doing that and then when when um when sandy hook when no oh, not shit. sandy hook, but when no. um <laughs> but then oh when parkland happened yeah that that's the right one um geez that's sad Isn't which it? which one of the american school shootings in the past decade <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i know that that's that's fu- that's fucking sad that we that we get them confused now but but no, uh, when Parkland happened, uh, uh, Owen went on this whole thing too. About he's like, he was tweeting out like David Hogg and David David Hogg's pubic hair or something like that, and and then that was what got him banned from, that was what got him banned from Twitter, and he was like claiming that he was like speaking out against you know. David Hogg and like you know wanting to suppress the second amendment or whatever but then I was like pointing out I'm like no I'm pretty sure it's because you were tweeting about like a 17 year old's pubic hair or whatever so yeah I mean so my dad and I have this conversation quite a bit about social media and and terms of service because the ideal is that websites like facebook and twitter would not be responsible for the content on their website however what happens on even websites like 4chan people will post things that are illegal i.e drugs illicit pictures of underage people etc and that shit 
can't that just that's Facebook can't have that on their website. So they've, right. so they've made terms of service so that they re- kind of regulate what um, what can and can't be posted more or less. And, and I think that's fine. My dad has a huge issue with it because he's like, they want to be a newspaper and have protections under the law, but also they don't want to have claim responsibility for left-wing stuff, but want to claim responsibility for deleting right-wing stuff. And I'm thinking, no, I mean, the things that I find, uh, um, I follow a lot of meme things on Instagram and Instagram is connected to Facebook, obviously, and they have the same sort of fact-based stuff. And I follow Fake News Network, which is just obviously a parody account. Hell, it's called Fake News Network. And um, they put like, you know, false claims on all of their content. And it's like, no shit. But like- Right, yeah. Well, and and see like- that's when Facebook gets a little absurd is when they're doing that shit. And that is correct. The illegal activities are not protected speech. Um, I mean, you could, but you also, I was going to say you can't make up a story, but like you could, I guess, I don't know. Um, my main thing is that like websites, Facebook, Twitter, Twitch, they have TOS that you must follow. And I'm fine with that because it's a private institution and they might seem like left-leaning idea, like ideology. Um, I, I think it's more so just progressive. I mean, it is left-leaning in this country. Um, but, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I guess. I like, mean, I I think that they censor a lot of. At least to me, it seems like they they do censor a lot more conservatives, but they also do censor liberals who. Um, you know, un- unfairly too. So it, it is, it is BS. So can, I want to talk about the trans issue and, and mis misgendering somebody and talking about oligopolies. I hear that. And I understand that I was listening to a destiny versus Milo debate last night. It was from a, a couple of months ago. Like um, destiny was wearing a mask. So it was definitely within this year. And um milo it's funny because you know he's like supposed to be a conservative but yet he wants for the nationalization of twitter because if you want to be anybody in the industry you have to have an access to a twitter account and if you're banned on twitter then you're fucked and it's like well that's really interesting when you want to only nationalize the things that best interest you personally but not when it for for other things um but for for the idea of misgendering somebody it's just like for the most part, and I'd have to look more specifically into the specifics and I'd want to look at specific tweets that people are making and, and the repeated patterns of people. Because again, if somebody says, let's hypothetically say that I was a trans woman and I asked Sam to always refer to me as she, her, as my pronouns, because that is how I identified. I, it is no big deal for me to ask Sam to call me Jeff instead of Jeffrey because in our society we've determined that calling somebody by a nickname is no big fucking deal because it's not. Samuel Richards, Samuel Whitfield are names that I say all the time, but I don't say their full names. I just say Sam because we've, again, as a society determined that names are something that you can change. With right. gender, and and what I'm hearing a lot, especially from the alt right, is that there's only two there's only two genders, and what they're meaning to say, and their best ability, is that when you're looking at something biologically, there's mainly two sexes. There's chromosomes that make up XX, which is usually female, 
or which is scientifically female. And then you have XY, which is biologically, scientifically male. And most of the time, genetics and genitals and things align with that, but not always. Some people are born with different things because there's fluke incidences because this world is fucking weird. Um, but if a person is going throughout life and they identify as a male because they have a penis, but they're sterile, are they any less of a man than somebody who isn't sterile? In society, we, we, we wouldn't say so. I wouldn't look at that person and instantly know that they're not sterile because their skin is a, 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 a bleach-ish color because you know that's what happens when you're sterile. No, that's not what happens. So I don't, I don't sociologically look at that person as less of a male. So even though that they're sterile and that's, they don't fit the biological reproductive uh, things of, of a particular or a stereotypical male. So then that's biology, you know, sexual uh, organs, chromosomes. And by the way, there's more than just X and Y and X and X. And there's more than just when there's three, there are sometimes people who have one chromosome, which is another sex. So even the basic idea that there's only two sexes is scientifically inaccurate. There's more than two sexes. It's just, there's mostly two sexes. There's male and female, but when we're going through our society, we don't talk to people as if they're, they're sex. Most of the time, sex and gender line up, but the whole idea of trans and the ability to transform, form or transition into a different gender is because gender is a sociological idea of what makes up a person. So for instance, a person who is extremely strong, who has a hard labor job from eight in the morning to 8 PM, um, who doesn't shave their armpits and who rides a motorcycle. Most of us would think is a man, but I could have been identifying a woman because all of those characteristics characteristics could be identified as a woman but we don't imagine it. So we've put things into the category of this is a masculine thing. This is a feminine thing, feminine things, girls wear pink, girls wear makeup, girls uh, want to not work in the workforce. They want to stay at home. Whereas men are strong. They don't show their emotions. They do all of these things. That's what a man is like. And they can drink alcohol. They can smoke cigars and, and Jesus is okay with that. I'm not really sure what you said you have, you have a question for me and I'm not hearing a question yet. So I'm just rambling at this point from, from something that Sean said about misgendering somebody. My point is with the alt-right and I'm not calling Sean the alt-right. Well, let me, what I well, see a lot is that there's, there's no differentiation between what a gender is and what sex is. So they say, well, I can't misgender somebody because I see that person as the sex that they were born as, which is what I'm, I'm, I'm translating it for them to, to the appropriate language. And I understand and I see that, but really what you're doing is you're being an asshole because again, as a society, we've agreed that you can call somebody a different name, but for some reason you have something weird about calling somebody a different gender because you're uncomfortable with it when it's all the same shit. It's just a societal makeup of it. And so misgendering somebody on Twitter shouldn't be an offense that gets somebody banned. But again, if you're being an asshole towards a trans person, you're saying, I don't believe that you exist. I don't agree with this. I don't agree with that. And you're specifically going after somebody with whom a website has said that is against your terms of service to blatantly go after somebody based on their gender identity, then fuck you. That's what a private institution has the right to do. And if you think it should be nationalized, then you're not a conservative law. You're you're more in line with the fascists than you think. And I'm more in line with the socialists than I think. So yay. Okay. So 
my whole take on the trans thing is yeah, and you definitely can change your name because or sorry you can definitely change your gender because your gender has nothing to do with your biology it has nothing to do with your sexual organs it is just the way in which you present yourself to the world if you have a person who is extremely good in makeup who has consist who has consistently tried and tried and tried to make themselves seem as though the gender they identify is internally you are never going to see that person once they get quote-unquote trans passing or straight passing it is called in the gay community um it is one thing for them to be accepted into our society, but that doesn't mean that all trans people have to be accepted into our society in the same way. So like you can change your gender because it's sociological. It, it's, it's just what is our society going to allow? That's the question. So here's my whole thing on, on the trans thing. If you identify as a man, you know, great, good, good for you. If you identify as a, as a woman, you know, great, good for you. Best, best of luck to you. I, I don't, I don't really, I don't really give a crap. Like, you know, either way, you do you. Kind of is my is my thing. I I think. I can't speak for every conservative, but at least I think from people kind of more like my, you know, who think more like I do, I don't have an issue with trans people. What I do have an issue with is, um, like, I, I think that if you are, a, you know, like a trans gender person, you know, and you want to be called something different, you need to inform me about that like i don't think i should get you i i don't think if you're like in the midst of transitioning and you want to be called like you know if if you are if you are michael but you want to be called michelle and i and i accidentally and i accidentally like call you that i don't think that's the same thing as like me you know like trying to intentionally harass you you know, like, yeah, no, I totally it, agree. I totally agree with that. Like if somebody, if hypothetically you were, if I was transitioning and I was identifying as she, her, or they, them, and you accidentally said, I don't know, I'll ask him what he thinks. I, as a person who is trans should not and would not expect you as a person who's known me for years to instantly get into my shoes and instantly think about how I've been feeling and processing my identity. Um, and but, but that's because you're rational and sane and, and a lot of and a lot, and, and a lot of <laughs> and a lot of people are so so this is this is my this is my big issue it's like it's like i don't care i don't care if you're gay straight you know whatever like if you want to if you want to do you have at it be you know like what makes you have happy is fine what what i have what i do have an issue with though is it seems like it seems like a lot of this and i don't mean this to sound like an asshole but it kind of seems like being transgender transgender is like a new trendy thing to do now like all these hollywood celebrities are are coming out like uh like 
like you know like ellen page wants to be called ellen page now okay i have no problem with that inherently but it kind of seems like you know it all took off because of bruce jenner and you know wanting to be called caitlin and yeah that's just what happens whenever there's a spotlight like on, on something that's national news you're gonna have people who are going to be put into the limelight and if one person is trans, then it's going to be like, holy shit, I actually know somebody who's trans. And then any other person that you know who is trans is going to be like, is it because of them? Is it because of this? Is it because of that? I don't think that because there's more trans visibility, that means there's more trans people. I think there's just more trans visibility and there's less stigma around what it means to be trans so that more people are going to be comfortable. Like that's why, um, in the, in the gay community, there is a thing in the gay community of being bi eraser. So like erasing the identity of bisexual people are like, you have to be gay or straight. And, and that exists in our own community. And I'm like, fuck off. Like, you don't yeah. have to be one or the other. But again, that is, like, that's just a thing that the communities are gonna have to fight over. And but the overall thing is, is I don't think there's more people. I think it's just there's more visibility. And, and like you said, I don't think there's an issue if, if, you know, if you hear that there's a celebrity whose name went from Ellie to Elliot, that there's no big deal. Um, it's just how we treat one another. And I don't think you have to I, I, I agree or even identify with the, the, uh, the political party that supports one person or another. Um, where my boyfriend is from is in the middle of bumfuck nowhere, which I found out is also the, the appropriate phrase is bumfuck Egypt, which I've never heard before. I mean, yeah, I've, I've never heard of that either. Yeah, supposedly that's supposed to be bumfuck nowhere. Anyway, he lives in the middle of nowhere, and there's a person who's trans who works at the store that we go to sometimes. And they've never been assaulted because no one cares. Although it's a super conservative area, just no one cares. And that's the bottom line. We just shouldn't care. And and to go back to the keyword of society, who society, society as a whole, uh, as people become more accepting of of one another um our society is just going to gradually be more it's just going to always be turning more accepting we we get rid of slavery we see people more as equals that we have jim crow which is the same thing as slavery just legal and and but we call them free and then we we have positions in power now that we can put on the necks of the black people instead of slavery on the black people and then after we position ourselves at, at later points, we're going to put our society at the high, high end where we segregate everybody. But as people become more and more connected as class rather than race, um, we are going to be seeing each other as equals and more acceptance happens and progress will happen socially. So even though you don't think that our society is, is your society, it, it is uh it's just you don't agree with the society that you live in it just that doesn't mean that it's not the society that you you're in um, yeah Phil, Phil my ben's... perspective of being an asshole is different from somebody else's i mean yeah that's because calling somebody an asshole is a descriptive upon the person who's saying the words you're an asshole um yeah that's true well uh i mean i mean i i, I can just let me just say that i think phil is a Phil is objectively an asshole, so and he will. And and uh, I'm very happy that Phil is here because I don't know why I unfollowed you. I got mad at you for something, and I'm very um, very quick to the unfollow button on Twitter because <laughs> I try and keep that shit under a hundred. So don't take it personally. I'll probably follow you back. Um, 
because it's not because it's not because I don't want to see your content. I was just mad at you. And I'm, come on, I'm come selfish. on, give give Phil give Phil a kiss and ma- and make up. So, um, oh my god, that was maybe the the gay cooties. You know what's crazy yeah. is that Phil and Sean are are your friends, and they they I don't even know I, I know who Sean is. I don't think I've actually ever seen Phil. Maybe well, I have, and I've not. Yeah, known. you you. You were the one who introduced me to them both initially. That's I mean, through Twitter, right? Yeah, because they they weren't they weren't so. Sh- yeah, and, but um, so Sean would come up to the front of the classroom. I think I know who Phil is, but like, if if you if he would show me a picture of another fucking person on this planet, I'd be like, "That's Phil." Oh, okay. Like, I I have no idea who he is, um, but it's just so funny to me that that they're your friends and and you met them through me, and. It's just such a weird world that we live in. From a from a friendship we started, God, was that seven years, six, seven years ago? Yeah, yeah. Remember, remember, remember when? I think maybe yeah, it was seven years. Because when you and I first met, I was still living out in Colorado. No, it was right after you moved. I remember it was right after you moved, and I think we were both fresh freshmen or sophomores in. College. Yeah. Yeah. We yeah. I, yeah, I think I think we were both freshmen. So that was uh, the old FNG days. God, JFN, JFN, not FNG, JFN. FNG was a different gaming podcast. Uh, yeah. yeah, that was JFN back on Spreaker, and the best thing that ever came of that was our our website with the copyright, um, copyright 2015, except for Kate and Calgar fans. <laughs> Or whatever the fuck it said on the bottom uh, of our website. Yeah, I'll tell you that 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 was that was a fun that was a fun time. So if you're if if Phil and Sean don't know who who Caden is and you need a good laugh, look up Obama is making kids gay. It's the funniest shit in the world. You know, Ka- you know, Caden is he still alive? Yeah, well, and, and Caden has actually like he's he's kind of like semi-retired and then uh he's kind of come back but like he's a lot more chilled out than he than he was so i i actually like chatted with him like on messenger or something and he's like he's like way more chilled chilled out now what do you mean by that by that like like he was like yeah i um he was like, yeah, I, I just, you know, I said some stupid shit when I was a kid. So, mm-hmm. um, and uh, then like, in regards to like, in regards to like Nick Fuentes and the alt-right, he's like, he's like, yeah, th- those, those, those guys are all, are all crazy. So. Yeah. The thing is, I've never thought that Caden was like a person who believed that like genocide was an answer. Like I never thought that he was any like form of alt right. I right. just felt like the the ideas that he had were 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 toxic to people who didn't a hundred percent agree with him. Well, I mean, at one point there were people who were like thinking that he what that he was the you know that that like he was the devil incarnate, and like that's I that's why he stepped away partially too was because like he he didn't. You know, he he made a mistake as you know a kid, and he admits that. You know, and he has his beliefs, and yeah, his his 
we might not agree with those, but he didn't want to, he didn't want to genocide anyone, which is, you know, kind of where, which is kind of where some of the more right-wing voices have unfortunately gone. So, yeah, it's, um, it's a, it's a very huge leap um, from, and and the reason I say that isn't just because, but there's a massive leap that sometimes liberals don't see between thinking that their way is superior and that their their way is the only way and that people who are not in their same groups aren't allowed like it's it's almost like when you're looking at like if we are in christianity and you're like yes christianity is for everyone and accepting of all people but then when you look at it from the outside it's like y'all are very exclusive like you you are very close-minded you're very insular like that's the same way that Caden was. I think his heart and his intention was to be inclusive of people um, with very conservative views, but but the way that he presented them was very insular. It also has to do with the fact that he was a child. <laughs> well, and and at the time, also Pentecostal, which is a sect of Christianity that like really like they're really about the anti-gay you know and like the being gay is a sin stuff which i know i was in pentecostal church too you know like that in particular was a big thing so i i you know i think that was probably an influence as well but um you mentioned right before we we went we went to got beers that you wanted to talk about black lives matter too and all that stuff yeah, and uh, the last thing we can talk about because I got to go pretty soon. But yeah, yeah. I know. I want to hear about what you think about the overall movement. And uh, I mean, yeah. overall, I've on its face, I like, I like the idea of you know what it what it stands for. But I think, let me put it this way, I. I think the I think the initial idea was good, but I think there were a lot of radical leftists that subverted it and turned it into a radical thing. And then the media, because they always do this on both sides, really amplified the more radical parts of oh yeah. Um parts of like so you want you asked me earlier about the whole defund the police thing, and I think that's stupid. Um, obviously, I think you know it is pretty clear that there are police officers that you know do take the law into their own hands, and that that shouldn't be, and maybe go a little too far, but that doesn't mean that every cop is you know, going on killing black, is going on killing black people, you know, like, I'm pretty sure if that were the case, we would be, you know, hearing about it a lot more. Yeah. Um, so, you know, like, I think Black Lives Matter started off with good, good intentions. I think the whole thing with defund the police and like, I even know, I even know it like a couple of like more, more radical voices are wanting to like, are wanting to kind of resegregate and like have black only neighborhoods and black only dorms and you know 
like whatnot uh supposedly to like fight racial inequality which i don't understand how that helps it's almost to me it sounds almost like they want to preserve like some form of their heritage and like really uh have the space provided to to do that so having people who are african-american living together and they're able to talk about their history and maybe while they're in college they take a sociology class that allows them to take a 23 and me and then they're able to discover what their actual african heritage is because if you're african-american there's no way of you knowing if you were from one part of the ivory coast or another you know you were there's no you had no indication after two generations of slaves and since slaves died every couple of years since it was very cheap and well i guess not in the united states that was more so south america but um you know the, just that heritage didn't hold on i understand that and i also would agree that i think i agree uh with black lives matter and antifa in their names uh i i think that black lives very much do matter i believe that it's important to uphold the, the fact that Black Lives Matter because it isn't something that we've talked about in our country. I, for the longest I, for the longest time, we had everything from cartoons to every type of media consumption depicting either Black people as uh, side characters, support characters. Um, Tom and Jerry had Black characters who just never had faces. Um, there was massive segregation and all of these things that then we now joke about, like black people can't swim. Well, why don't black people swim? Well, it was because when segregation was over and we had to start allowing people to go into black public swimming pools, black people would be poured on or there'd be bleach poured in the pools so that black people would have to get out. Um, Cause you know, that's kind of toxic if you wouldn't, you know, if you accidentally drink some of the pool water. And um, so black people wouldn't go to the pools because they'd be, discriminated against when they were there so of course black people don't know how to fucking swim because it was a life or death thing um so i think that it's important that we uphold black voices and we and we talk about how black lives matter um i think that the crazies that have overtaken and especially the people who are the ones who are uh you know taking over the situation and going to cities and going at night and looting and, and burning down a couple of buildings here and there um they're not a part of the movement. They might say that they are, but like, it's it's obvious that hey, um, we want to do this peaceful protest, and then once it gets dark out, we all go inside because there's a curfew. Anybody who's out here isn't a part of our movement, and like that's just the thing that Black Lives Matter as an organization needs to say, but they won't because because it's too highly contentious, I guess. And I also feel the same way with Antifa. I, I'm super anti-fascist, but I'm, I'm not for the yeah, people I'm, who are in Portland or Seattle who take up city blocks to destroy a, a community for them having their freedom because um, they don't because they think that America is a fascist mm-hmm. nation. I, I think that America in many, in many ways is fascist, or at least we're very nationalistic to the point where our nationalism gets in the way of us seeing that we've done wrong things. And therefore, we're looking more fascist than we are as looking uh, more democratic and republic or uh, representative of our people and our people's views. But um, I don't, again, support the people who are fucking crazy, but I, I, I do hate fascists. And I also I mean, think that it's not, I, I think my dad said something about, I understand that, but fascists, Antifa is so anti-fascist that they're also against anybody who's not exactly like them. And I don't think that's necessarily true. I just think that even though I I think that most people in a society are allowed to identify as their group i don't think fascists 
or anybody who is oppressive towards a specific group based upon something that they can't control. I hate fascists because fascists choose to be fucking fascists. A black person doesn't choose to be black and a person who identifies as a, um, a Jew because of their parents and their heritage uh, isn't their fault. So I, I okay, support but, them like that. But. but so here, so here's a question though. Uh, what, I, I guess what constitutes being a fascist or being, you know, God forbid a Nazi, because, you know, like to me, at least it seems like anyone who is even slightly right wing is now is being labeled as a fascist yeah no i definitely i definitely see that in in like um because my tiktok is is way left-leaning and sometimes i'm just like are you guys fucking stupid like just because this person at one point had a confederate flag on their instagram doesn't mean that they think that the right the south will rise again and they're racist or that they're a Nazi or something. Um, the the main difference between being in, like because if you want to go from like what's the difference between a nationalist and and, and uh, a fascist? Fascists ignore actual history and ignore the experience of others to push ahead their own narrative of them being the victim, so that they have a position in which they can push against. And then they actively go against specific groups of people. Specifically, fascists are in favor of either deporting, executing, or completely changing the identity of a person. America was a fascist nation when we started taking over um, areas out west, um, from Native Americans. The largest um, Indian boarding school was in Pennsylvania. It was in Carlisle, and it literally they didn't genocide these people they just took away their identity as indians as natives not indians but as natives uh they took away their language their use of language they cut their hair which was spiritual to them they moved them from one state to another that they had no connection to um and so that is a way in which fascists are able to in the non executional way is able to do that um in, after world war ii america was a, a a partly fascist nation when we decided to round up um asian americans because they were asian americans and we were fearful of them being japanese spies um and it just is a continuous cycle we did the same thing in south america to anybody who is um any bit accustomed to or accepting of communism we just executed them because because fuck them and that's also a, a form of fascism when you ignore the ideas and the existence of other people and even if you if you look at what america did throughout its history and you're like i still love my country because i do i still love the fact that my country has given more people the ability to move up and people move to this country because of our great opportunities to develop financially and and hopefully for the betterment of their their offspring and etc cetera, etc cetera. But I also am not going to ignore the shit things that my country have done. And when people ignore that shit and then they think that they're the only ones who should live in this country or they think that there should be a right for an ethno state, that's when anytime that race specifically comes involved, that's when it turns into a fascist thing. 
anytime that anybody says anything about, oh, we should have an ethnic state or this community should be allowed to be white or this community should be allowed to be black, then I'm just like, no, that, that shouldn't be allowed on any side. But it, it mostly doesn't. I've never heard a person from Black Lives Matter say that our community should be exclusively black. I think that it's proven that the more integration that we have among races, especially since, again, race is going to be less important and classes can be more important, especially after the next housing bubble, which is probably coming yeah. within the next year. Um, we're going to pay attention to less of race and more on class. So this conversation might be worthless in six months. Kami yeah. should be executed. Um I I agree with I agree with that. I, do you, would either of you want to explain why commies should be executed? Uh, well, I, I mean, I mean, I think Phil is partially trolling, um, but I mean, communism is kind of fascism if you think about it in a weird way, since the government controls everything. Um, yeah, I'm not a big fan of the government controlling. I think that's why more people are identifying, especially young people are identifying more as socialists because socialists is less of a importance of the power of of um, our government and more it's important of, um, especially when working, it's about the people's power over corporations, not the government. Um, because they are the devil. Well, uh, I mean, yes, you're trolling, but I mean, if there was an actual reason in which you would say the reason I think homies should be executed in the same way that in video games, of course, the same way that they should be, uh, that I'm saying that I don't like fascists. Um, and you could prove that how there's extensive years of genocide and exclusion and things. And, and then I would like to agree with that. Um, I just have to look into the specifics. And, and I also, I watched the video of you and I, th- I don't remember if it was Phil or Apex or somebody you're talking about China. Oh, it was a, it was Apex then. He's kind of a China expert. It was it was very interesting your your conspiracy about your Alex Jones level conspiracy of destabling the countries and and the world. Now and, and I'm not going to lie when I when I listened to you say that I was like that's so stupid, but I've 100% had the same thoughts before. I was like, if the Chinese really wanted to fuck us up, like this is totally a way that they could have done it. Like, and I'm not even saying that the Chinese people themselves would do that. I'm no, saying- no, 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 never. It's always the government because their government speaks for their people. Uh, supposedly, I mean, I mean, let me rephrase that: the people don't get representation when their government is speaking, but the government right. is speaking for the people. <laughs> I mean, I, I mean, dude, I, I get. Someone, someone accused, someone accused me of being, like being racist against you know Chinese. After that, like, I, I get, I get acupuncture from a Chinese, you know, doctor, like, you know, who, or I used to, who, uh, you know, who lived through Mao's, you know, regime as a child, and you know, lost family members because of um, that. So. Yeah. Um, so I I, yeah. I do have to get off, but I would like to say, um, just just with this whole, whatever is the most exclusive is what I'm most likely going to try and get rid of. Whenever there's a, a group of people who say that they're the only way, then then I like to get rid of them because if you're really if you're the only way, you're most likely not the only way. Um, most of the time, you're part of a cult. Um, looking at you, religion. Looking at you, Scientology specifically. Um, 
since you know they can't yes. ask questions. And Sam, I'm not even shitting you. As soon as I'm able to go down and learn how to fly in Lake Wales, I'm coming over to your place and then I'm going directly to Clearwater because I just need to see this shit and I need to take pictures and I need to be an official suppressive person. Um, yeah. Also, I don't agree that they should be called a church, by the way. Oh, and oh, and sign and Scientology. Yeah, uh-huh. no, 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 they, no, they shouldn't be. So, but again, that's why you should dig into Owen's cult. If you think Scientology is, uh, <laughs> you should you should dig into Bearism or whatever. Where, where can I find him? Because I'm sure he's banned on everything, right? He's he's on D Live, and then like I the told you, that? the D Live is like a Twitch youtube live streaming thing it's live i'll look it up yeah d live tv it, it's it's weird so um like pewdiepie started it or something i don't know but um china works economically because they have more people living off a waiver than u.s people yeah i i have a huge issue with with a lot of the ways that china um treats their people um as an american i can't do anything about it but i do have a problem with the three three million six million ten million whatever muslims that are being that are in camps um i I hate that as much as i hate that we have people in our camps in you know south south part of our country um along the border so i think they're both atrocious and they both need to be changed um no exceptions um and they they do work economically because of their low wages they also are communists or whatever so they don't really have to worry about their bills um but again it's not perfect there's no society that's going to be perfect i think ours is better much more than china's but i also don't think that china is this huge bad boogeyman i think that they're very smart and they have a fuck ton of people and they're able to exploit um their own resources and our um our capitalist nature of having everything and they decided that hey an agreement to us making all of the shit that you're gonna have from like the 50s on um we're gonna take all of your like intellectual property and that's why china's taken everything because they've taken like they do everything like it's not a fucking surprise that the chinese are taking over the world it's just not We've literally been giving them the key, like literally all of the ingredients. Hey, here's how you make really smart phones. Okay, well, we're definitely not going to give that to our own scientists and our own technicians to find out how you did that and to make it better, and more cost efficient. We're definitely not going to do it, by the way. Like America yeah. shot themselves in the foot because we're, so, we're such capitalists. We decided that's more important for us to have um, cheaper labor in foreign nations so that smaller groups of people end up getting more money and trickle down economics is definitely going to work except if you don't tax the people who are at the top because then they're just going to hoard onto the money it becomes a dam instead of a waterfall that's what always happens with money accumulation so yeah china definitely works because they aren't um people individuals are not connected to turning a profit um they were looking at turning the 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 world on its head because the United States was in the driver's seat and they decided long before, but they've decided to kind of keep to themselves. And then they took advantage of the United States' greed. And and we continue to shoot ourselves in the foot. And then since we're rewriting and repainting our 
um, history. We're just we're we're just allowing history to repeat ourselves. Literally, the housing bubble is about to collapse. Like every economist in the United States that that talks about this shit, they're just like in the next few years, like the housing bubble. We're just going to have another housing crisis. There was going to be another recession. Oh yeah, especially now with uh, you know COVID and the rest of it. Who knows what this COVID is going to do? You know, it's all it's already done done us in economically, and I don't see it getting much better. So, yeah, I'm just hoping again by by the summer or fall. I hope it's done. I'm gonna go to a Penn State game before I leave this town forever. Yeah, me too. Well, I I want to you know I want to go to a sporting event here at USF. Mm-hmm. So. Before uh, before I leave, so. maybe when we're adults and have money, then maybe we can uh, maybe you can come up to Pennsylvania. You were just on you. I remember you were just on a a trip. I think it was to DC not too long ago. Maybe it was a year or two ago now. Like mm. like a year and a half ago, maybe. Oh, that was to uh, that was to Memphis. Memphis, was that was it. Yeah, it was a long ass trip. I would meet you in Memphis. Well, maybe I guess we should avoid Tennessee right now since yeah, was a suicide bomber, which, by the way, our media is not calling a suicide bomber because he was white. No, well, I'm calling him that. I'm calling him that. Fuck him. He's a suicide bomber. He's a terrorist. Fuck that guy. I have no sympathy for him, Ted Bundy, any of those shits. Anybody yeah. Terroristic threats. Or um, what was, what's the Unabomber's name? Uh, Kuz- Ted Kaczynski. Thank you. Fuck them, but all right. Yeah. Closing, closing thoughts. Um, I mean, just here's to hoping that 2021 is better. But you know, again, being cautiously, being cautiously optimistic. So. Yeah, here's to 2021. I finished my drink. I'm probably gonna have another one soon. Um, I think for 2021, I want to get back into podcasting. So. If I have to keep my microphone home, I will do that, or I will just stay in the offices a little later. But I think we should definitely be doing something. I'd love to have a conversation with Phil and Sean because um, I think that they they definitely will make me think. And and it's not because I think I'll win a debate with them. I I, I as you can see with Sam and I, I called this originally a debate. It's not a fucking debate. We're just talking. Sam right. and I mostly agree on everything. <laughs> like, <laughs> Yeah, well, even if, even if we don't, we have a conversation about things. So. Yeah, and an agreement of why the other thinks that way. But, all right, man. Well, it was great uh, talking to you. Thanks for having me on your stream, or you yeah, know, thanks for having me on your podcast. podcast. So, no, no problem. Uh, and I was I was actually not recording this, so if you could send, I'll me send a, it to you. Yeah. So. All right, man. Well, well, thanks. So, and uh, if I don't talk to you before, you know, tomorrow, have a happy new year. You as well, my friend. Have a, have a drink. Uh, I was going to say a shot, but you're going to be drinking beer. So have a, a swish or whatever the hell you beer people say for me. I might, I might have a shot later tonight. So, so. well, cheers. If you're, if you're on tonight, I'll, I'll I'll watch. I'm trying to watch. See everybody.
All right, folks, and that will do it for the final podcast of 2020. And that will do it for uh, 2020 uh, as well here. And uh, who knows, some of you may be listening to this on New Year's for all uh, I know. So, uh, folks, it's been a great year in terms of the podcast, at least. Uh, You know, I'm not sure about the rest of the year. It's been pretty shitty for all of us. Um, You know, I know it's been tough um, for all of you. It's been tough for me. And uh, it's been a slogger. I can't guarantee that 2021 is going to be a great year. Um, As you probably heard in my podcast with Jeff, I'm not overly optimistic about this year. I'm not, like, pessimistic, but the way I'm approaching 2021 is more of a eh, wait-and-see type of uh, deal. I hope things will get better uh, with 2021, but at this point, I just don't know, folks. You know, and I hate to be a downer, but that's just kind of the truth. So, uh, you know... I'm trying to stay positive, trying to stay optimistic, but we'll just have to wait and see what happens, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, In the meantime, I want to, uh, you know, take a few moments just to thank everyone who has contributed to the show for 2020. Uh, Thanks to, first of all, Jeff, once again, for coming on this podcast. Um, Thanks to uh, Apex Gamma for co-hosting the show. Uh, with me every Saturday uh, night. He's been phenomenal and tremendous, and I I really do appreciate his help um, in helping me make the show what it is. Uh, Semper Reloaded, always great talking to him. Uh, E. Scorpio doing the hug box uh, is just, you know, great, and I recommend that you subscribe to him. Um, Ray Eaton, who, although I haven't had on the podcast, uh, yet, I know that in terms of the actual audio podcast, he's been a big help in helping me promote it, uh, you know, and he has his own podcast, Eye on the Empire, uh, previously titled Eye on 2020, and, you know, who knows, with everything going on, this may be the sequel, Ion 2021, who knows? Uh, but anyway, big thanks to him as well. And thanks to all of you who have, who have uh, you know, donated and, uh, you know, contributed to the show and helping to make it better, either financially or, you know, just by sharing the podcast, spreading the word with your friends. I really appreciate it. It really does help out. And folks, I will be back with new episodes of the Whitfield Report in 2020. Uh, you know, until then, God bless, God save this great nation, God freedom legacy in that order, and uh, have a happy new year, folks. Until next time, God bless, and God save this great nation.